For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Tuesday, December 18th, and I'm so thankful you chose to listen to this show. There's a lot of shows that you could allow to penetrate your ear holes, and you only let us. Today, we have a good one for you. We talked to Joe Thomas for 35 minutes about some hilarious stuff. Got a great insight into the mind of a future Hall of Famer. Also, Zito asked him a question straight out of left field. (laughs) He got a question from everybody in the room, and he handled it with absolute class and professionalism like Mm -hmm. Joe Thomas could. That man was a legend and is a legend right now. I assume he's going to be a pretty big-time player on TV next year. He should be. I assume we get into that as well in the conversation. We enjoy that. To go deep inside football with another moment of deep football conversation from the boys and I where we slip into a vitamin-induced conversation about the deeper things of football. You'll also enjoy that. And at the end, we have a little bonus, uh, live phone calls we took earlier in the day. Live phone calls. <laughs> Missed those. <laughs> Couldn't figure out the tech. That is the thing that I miss about the live show is the phone call because anything could be on the other side. The technology didn't work out for us great, but it played into it. You're going to, I'm telling you, stick around for that. And also we're giving away, we are giving away a block dad block party block set uh, sometime this week. Wow. Let's go. Stick around to the end of the show to figure out how you can win that. $200 in value. Not a lot of them out there. Probably not a lot of them going to be built ever again. (laughs) Very limited supply. Very small margins on that business. But you could win one that either says for the brand or America on it. Mm -hmm. I think there's only like 30 of them. High quality. High quality wood now. Hey, hey, (laughs) high quality wood. And it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Anytime you bust it out in public, people enjoy it. Stick around to the end. You'll see that. Also, tell your friends to subscribe to Pat McAfee Show 2.0. We appreciate you so much. Boots on the ground is the only way you can really build this small business operation. And we also can only grow with our sponsors. And the people who have dumped the most money into this place is also the people who have dumped the most money out of my pockets this fucking last couple weeks. (laughs) MyBookie.ag is the greatest gambling website on earth. They have everything on there. You can play the slots. You can play blackjack. You can play all the casino games. But also, what you really came for is gambling on every single sporting events. They have prop bets. How many times will somebody catch something? How many times will this person do this? How many first downs? How many that? They have every bet for every man that wants to bet on anything out there in the world. And ladies. NFL season's getting hot. You know the teams now. We've done research for 14, 15 weeks on all these players. We know exactly who's going to win every single game. So why not make money off it at mybookie.ag? Use promo code PAT. Get a 50% bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. It truly is. And I say this. It's like you're betting against a person. Mm-hmm. MyBookie.ag is the greatest gambling website, but it's like it's an actual person there because they answer every single mention or DM at their Twitter account at BetMyBookie. Their social media is bookie. Yeah, they That's are. what they are. You got questions about lines? Go ahead and tweet them. They might talk shit back to you, though. <laughs> know that. Know that. They try to answer everybody. They try to be as fair as possible. They refund people if they think something hasn't gone right. Mm-hmm. They're just a good group of humans there at mybookie.ag, and we appreciate them immensely. Also, tis the season to be happy, right? Oh, yeah, of course. You got Christmas lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
got Hanukkah stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to be jolly. I was at a holiday party the other day. I got a three-legged cat. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Everything just seems to be looking up. You know, everything's good. Everything's great. And I forgot one little vital piece of information. When you wear terrible underwear, it doesn't matter how happy your brain is. It doesn't matter how happy your environment is. If your thighs and kit and caboodle aren't happy, it's a whole different experience. I accidentally went outside this weekend Mm -hmm. without my Tommy John underwear, Mm -hmm. and I ain't never been budging and bulging and moving around like I have in history. It was embarrassing. I was meeting part of Sam's family for the first time, and all I could think about was, these thighs is rubbing together, Mrs. Officer. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I didn't have my Tommy Johns on. That's on me. I have enough pairs of Tommy John that I should know that if you if you wear Tommy John once, it's like that goddamn Hulu commercial. Yep. You wear Tommy John once, every other pair of underwear is ruined forever. They're the most comfortable pair. They never ride up. They never ride down. They're made of the greatest quality of product, and it's just it makes you, it really just makes you feel good downstairs. Mm-hmm. Little known fact: uh, it actually is great if you have a brand on your leg too. <laughs> Doesn't chafe on it, doesn't rub against it. Because it's such a high-quality product and texture that it feels that even a branded leg feels good. Feels great. If you got burnt because a certain amount of items are sold from the store, mm-hmm. these, these underwear are for you. Yep. If you haven't got branded, these, these underwear are for you. Still for you. Really, for branded or branded list pant legs, mm-hmm. these underpants are for. Yes, sir. Right now, head to TommyJohn.com slash America. What's the greatest country on earth? America. America. Wait, Canada, we love you too. Let's not get crazy. Oh, yeah. Mexico, hola. We appreciate everybody. But TommyJohn.com slash America for the greatest underwear in the history of underwear. And now, we're going to throw into a conversation where we thought we are going to talk to Joe Thomas. It was a little bit later. So who do we get a call from? A sneak call from a good friend who dropped some gems <laughs> you're telling me will smith walks in here i walk over you you guys don't settle your beef right then and there you think oh if you want to mediate it yeah i mean let's put our swords away at some point there was love right at some <laughs> point there was the reception there was the ah no money huh nah, at some point i wouldn't call it love to get but... to this point of hatred at some point you had to love let's go back to that moment maybe let's let's feel each other out a little bit Nick, what did you originally like about I'd be Will willing Smith? to come to the table. Yeah, see? I'd discuss terms. Hey, what, what, what year would you say it all turned around? After Independence Day. By, why, but what did you love about Will before Independence Day? I mean, I loved the Fresh Prince growing up. Listen to this. Okay. See, we're all getting right. places here. And I yeah. go, Will, listen, you understand this. You probably hear this all the time. And Will's probably like, I do, I do. I, and Will would probably say, I probably helped shape this kid's life with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> sure. He taught me how to hate. And Nick would come, what was that? He taught me how to hate. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air taught you how to love. And hate. Why, really? Uncle Phil, you hate him? I mean, there was a family turmoil, a lot of drama going on. It's because his dad wasn't around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's he a piece was of the shit. one that always lightened up the situation. Yeah, Will Smith, no, he was no. always the one going the through the shit. Yeah, he always created the problem on that show. What? Yeah. What? I feel he's like he was the daughter. He's a troublemaker. <laughs> no, he, so, he solved all the, the problems, Dicks. Yeah, the daughter with his comedic relief. Who Hillary? With, with his humor. Yeah, no, Hillary. she was just out reporting weather. S- she was a problem, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, her yeah. husband died. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I like Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, good gloves on him too mm-hmm. when he came flying in with the gloves. Wait, you hated Independence Day? No. no, no, he said after Independence. I liked so every. You started to hate him after it. Yeah, yes. I, st- I thought he started to go downhill afterwards. Whenever Jeffrey would have to break like character. 
in a scene and go all street for just a second. Yes. It was the best yeah. thing that's ever happened. In Uncle Phil. Yeah. R. Oh, R. yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Uncle Phil. For real. Maybe a moment here. So let's go back to those times, you and Will. Yeah. If that's what Uncle Phil wanted, I would be willing to discuss terms. Do you think Look at this. Look at this. Look what we're doing here. Right. This is crazy. What's today's date? The 18th. The 18th. Tuesday. December. He's got to come to us, though. I ain't going to him. <laughs> oh. He's got to walk in here. I think we can go 50-50. Let's put our swords away. Yeah. Let's put our swords down. Yeah. You handshake, dap him up, hug. What do you do? Depends. Doing? Fist bump? Depends what he said to me. What if he didn't Depends say how he started the conversation. He's not going to say things shitty to you. He's Will Smith. He's Will Smith. He's, he's, he's the nice picture of positivity. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Nick? Great to meet you. Yeah. Oh, you think he'd say that after Pat told him that I hated him? Yeah, I think so. I, I think he, I mean, he I think, might even start off with an apology. He might even start off, hey, sorry. sorry. I'll tell you what, if he apologized, good way to win me over. He probably would. Great way to win me <laughs> over. I think that's his move. If honestly. I know Will yeah. Smith like I think I do, I'd say, Will, welcome. Welcome to the small business here. Mm-hmm. Pat McVink, we appreciate you so much. And then I would say, uh, here's the group here. This is Boston Connor. He's a little bit louder, but he's funny. Zito here does the Twitch stream. Okay, Foxy. He's been on a little bit of a drought. Maybe you could talk to him about that. Uh, <laughs> this is Gorman. He's 50 years old. Great with bets. Uh, this is Diggs, Todd. And, and this guy, Nick, the tall guy over there. Yep. He hates you. <laughs> but he hates a lot of things, Will, so you shouldn't feel bad about that. He, oh, and you probably wouldn't talk to anybody else, by the way, except for you. And he'd yeah. probably come right over to you. And I assume he'd be nice. You probably See, get, that's why I hate him. Probably get your own sitcom. Oh. oh next couple weeks. Thought. Oh, he's just handing out sitcoms? If Will Smith oh, likes you, yeah. you're on. You yeah. are in forever if Will Smith likes you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sounds fishy. Here's what would happen. You, he, as soon as Pat said that you hate him, he would make the funniest joke about that. Of all time. Of all time. ever heard it. Probably at my expense. So hard too. Yeah, no, at himself, no. I'm sure. Self-deprecating all the way. Yeah. Like, oh, mm, yeah. That doesn't sound like him. Because he's used it about 90 times. Yeah, because. it's a stock line yeah, you, for that that he has. Yeah, you're not his out. first hater. No, 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 you're not his first hater. Might be the biggest. Yeah. Might be. Might be the biggest, he's like, not the okay. first. Yeah, he'll say something like, that's okay, my son hated me until he was 17. <laughs> you know, oh, I hate your son even more. Yeah, and everybody would laugh. You hate his son? Yeah, tell me you don't. You, you like hate, you're a big fan of Jaden Smith. You you hate Jaden because he's a homosexual. That's not true. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Those are unsubstantiated rumors. What no, tank. that's what you just said. It's almost 2019, Nick. Get it together. Unbelievable that that's why you hate Will Smith's kid. Why would you label him as a homosexual? Wow, that is because he's come out and said he's dating Tyler the Creator a couple times. You actually told me that. That doesn't define him as a person. No. That's what Nick is doing, though. Taking one quality of him and deciding to hate him. Just cause I don't hate him for that quality. I hate him for all of his qualities. <laughs> oh. Oh. Because he's that. black? Because he's, oh. he's, he's gay as a whole black? How is he different than me? Whoa. Wow. wow. He makes shitty music and movies. <laughs> if you made shitty music and movies, I'd hate you too, Todd. You, don't like you make me the, laugh. The Pursuit of Happiness? You don't like that movie? <laughs> What do you think, Connor? <laughs> you made Look at my life. You think I like the movie called The Pursuit of Happiness? And that movie was a heater, by the way. Yeah, and Jaden played me He played the role very well, too. He's yeah. a pretty good actor, I'd say. Now he's dating Tyler Crater, and you hate him for it. He was the second I don't like Tyler the Crater. Karate either, kid. To be honest. No, Hillary Swank. Oh, I forgot about Hillary. There was three. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what did Hillary say? Right, she was the third best. She was in the next yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah, I forgot about that. After the first three, Mr. Miyagi teaches her. Mm-hmm. If he came in here and apologized for his shitty movies the way he apologized to the public for Wild Wild West, let's say, 
I would be willing to listen and talk. What did he say about Wild Wild West? That was very He said he regretted making it. Biggest mistake of his career. Great popcorn flick, though. He turned down the Matrix for it. What? No way. Was he going to be the Morpheus? No, he's going to be Neo. So he could have been John Wick now? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my God. See, this is what makes them humans. You make a mistake. Will Smith's been humbled. Will Smith's mm. been humbled. It's very obvious. He was on some show crying the other day. Huh? It was uh, with his wife. Oh, he's always crying. No. Really? You, you get a little emotional as you get older. I gotta... eh, open marriages are tough, though, bro. You know what I mean? You well, know? I mean, just I are they? I would assume. As you get older, you get a little bit more emotional. I got a three-legged cat. It made me almost cry this weekend. Oh, Ugh. Yeah, boy. It almost mm. made me cry this yeah, weekend. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I love the cat, man. Watching it figure out how to do stuff has been really cool. AQ, I got a three-legged cat. Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> I don't need your bullshit right now, man. I got four cats, a dog, two mice, 13 deer. I got it all. There's no, there's no chance you love that thing. No chance. <laughs> Which one, the mice or the three-legged cat? The three-legged cat. No chance. I love the three-legged cat. Ugh. I like Val. I love Val more, but more than all the other cats, this thing is the coolest. You're on a podcast. Sam probably just heard me say that this is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Sam did hear you hating on our three-legged cat. It's a, it's, it's. What's that? Let me tell you the story of this three-legged cat, please. Let me tell everybody the story of this three-legged cat. Yeah. This weekend, I'm sitting, um, I think here. I believe I was here, and I get a FaceTime from Samantha saying, "What's up?" And I said, nothing. And she was obviously cooking up something. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I was wondering if, and I, anytime that happens, it's no. The answer is no. And then she's pans down to this five-month-old white Siamese cat. And I go, we don't need. Definitely only showed you the face. Whole body. <laughs> she goes, she goes, it's a three-legged cat. It's been up for adoption for two months now. It's five months old. Nobody wants it. Can we have it? Slightly used. So, I, 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 three legs. Yeah, let's get it. We get that thing. This thing has motivated me and inspired me. It has three legs, but it has more grit and fight than all the other cats with four paws. This thing climbs up the sides of poles and kamikazes off the top of things. She's a <laughs> tiny little warrior whose back leg is going to be stronger than mine whenever she's done with this thing. She's awesome. It's like that girl in the shark movie. <laughs> <laughs> the surfer girl lost her leg and came back better than ever. Somehow, <laughs> Blake you Lively? can work this cat into Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer being bullied. Yeah, I agree. I got. I mean, I got a three-legged cat that nobody wanted. It laid in a cage for a couple months. Bullied. bullied. Yep. Put on your fucking seatbelt. Hey, buckle up. <laughs> Don't believe in him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're supposed to interview Joe Thomas here in a little bit. Do you have any questions I should ask him? Uh, I heard he's great. What? What? I've heard he's great. Like at, at interviews or football? <laughs> well, both, obviously, football. But I, I, like, I've been following his Twitter, and he kind of comes back at some people. I, I appreciate it. Who's your least favorite media person? <clears throat> Do it. I don't know. It's a good question. Do it. It's a good question. Do it. Still on this side, man. Wait till I'm on that side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did the Arizona Cardinals come close to winning the game this weekend? Nope. 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 Sure didn't. 
<laughs> Who'd you guys play? Atlanta Falcons. 40 to 14. Oh, yeah. I remember somebody said the minus nine or plus nine was a big time bet for somebody in here. It was a lock. Somebody said you guys were a lock, I believe, with the plus nine against the Falcons. We were a lock. Yeah, I think it was bro, bro, bro bets now that I think about it. Did you take Arizona or Atlanta? Oh, Atlanta to ball race, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, he did expect it. They had a backup centerman. I think Tevin Coleman had like 400 yards. Centerman? Yeah, backup (laughs) centerman. Gorman's in hockey mode. Gorman (laughs) Gorman said the reason why he bet on the Atlanta Falcons is because the Arizona Cardinals had a backup centerman playing. A centerman. Sounds just like Gorman. (laughs) Go back to the 50s and 60s. They were all centermen. They were. They were centermen. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> Can we find fucking Joe Thomas? Do you have any, <laughs> do you have any questions for fuck. Joe Thomas, AQ? I got nothing for Joe. I, I, I'm, I'm very interested in hearing what you guys come up with on your own, being that that is your profession. <laughs> it's not really. I mean, he's 30 minutes late at the moment, so we've had a lot of time to think of things to say to him. Sounds a lot like my weekend in New York. In case you wanted to know. My wife, trying to make everybody happy, yes. set up all these things to see all these people and all these things, and everybody showed up a half hour late. Nice. And I was like, I'm never coming back to New York again. <laughs> Why? Never. Half hour isn't that bad. I'm telling you, man. It was... It was... That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Is this the first time you've really hung out with the in-laws in the in-laws' uh, territory? No, nah, I've been there a couple times. No, it wasn't even that. It's just that she tried to see. She tries to cram in three weeks worth of hanging out with people into three days, and then, like, she tries to keep the itinerary, and the itinerary is always fucked up. And then good. she cries. I get pissed off. I say things I don't want to say. <laughs> and it's just it's a revolving circle of a nightmare. Not things he doesn't mean. Just things he doesn't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely means them. He just he didn't want to say it at the time because it was heat of the moment, obviously. How's the baby? She was amazing on the trip out there. She was amazing there. (laughs) The five-hour flight from Newark back to Phoenix last night, she was an absolute fucking nightmare. (laughs) I I am talking five hours worth of people just giving me the dirtiest looks I've ever seen. What did you do? Did you you feel bad or did you put on your headphones and kind of disappear from it? No, I... I mean, I tried to do everything I could to get her from stop crying. I mean, it was like you put her in the car seat, she'd start crying. You pick her up, she'd smile at you for 13 seconds, and then full out meltdown. Then you pick her up, oh. and you take her up the then you take her up the aisle way. And oh. she's, like, she's in a good mood, and then she looks at somebody with a beard, and she loses her mind. And I'm just like, I like literally like the flight landed, and I was like, I am so sorry, guys. Like everybody in this area, I completely <laughs> apologize. There's some people who really hate you. Very much hate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Babies can't clear their ears, right? Mm-hmm. Babies can't clear their ears, pop their ears? No, they're supposed to eat on the way up and eat on the way down. That's ah. what's supposed to, like, the, the sucking action. Mm-hmm. Did that? Is that the reason why the tears came? No eating on the way up? No, she ate on the way up. She ate on the way down, too. She was just a nightmare, Pat. A nightmare. <laughs> ah. Well, maybe you shouldn't have procreated if you can't handle those situations. <laughs> I handled it. I handled it. I would have liked to handle some of those people a little differently on that plane. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. See you.
guys. Hey, no questions for Joe Thomas, huh? Nothing. No, I'll, I'll listen tomorrow, though. I'll see what you guys come up with. He might never call. Ask him. Here we go. Ask him who he th- Here's what I want to know. Ask him who he thinks is calling more plays on a week-to-week basis, Freddie Kitchens or Drew Stanton. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah. See ya. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now was the first ever offensive lineman in the NFL history. He went to 45 straight Pro Bowls. He played 10,363 consecutive snaps in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, future Hall of Famer, NFL Network contributor, host of the Tomahawk podcast, Joe Thomas. Here, here, here. Now now we're talking. I need you to just follow me around in my daily life and make sure that everybody I come in contact <laughs> understands exactly who they're dealing with. Well, you look like a shell of yourself now. I'm looking at this thing. It says you're 312 pounds. I've seen you in suits, though, on TV. You look fucking good, Joe. Well, hey, I do appreciate that. Although the Thanksgiving season was not too kind on my midsection and I was busting out of that suit that I just had made for me when I was on TV last week. So uh, I'm going to need to do some big-time hunger strike here before Christmas if I want to get into any of my Christmas gear. Everybody knows you're a terrorist, though, if you show up at the, one of these holiday parties and start begging on a diet. It, I showed up at my lady's parents' place. I'm trying to diet myself here, a little keto situation. There's four apple pies there, fried chicken. If I don't eat that, I'm an asshole. So I think you're doing the right thing, Joe. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So I'm, I'm definitely going to go on a 10-day hunger strike here. Uh, I'm putting myself in Guantanamo Bay <laughs> until Christmas so that I don't have to be that jerk that won't eat the Christmas cookies. I'll come do some waterboarding if you need me. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it. What a guy. Uh, Joe, your life has become a fun one to watch, and I mean that. Everybody knew that Joe Thomas was going to somehow make his way into the media. Last year, whenever you were hurt with the Browns, you were on ESPN every once in a while. You were kind of doing the rounds. Everybody, now you're landing on NFL Network there on Thursday night show. I, I don't know if you're every other week or what the deal is. Have you been enjoying the media side of being in the NFL? I actually have. You know, it's a lot less painful than being on the other side when you're uh, taking the blows every Sunday. So I've enjoyed, you know, just kind of trash-talking everybody out there, uh, getting in people's face. You know, adding them on Twitter, it's been kind of a fun <laughs> opportunity for me. And uh, certainly losing a little bit of weight was kind of nice, too, because it takes a lot of pressure off my joints. I'll tell you what. I understand what you're saying, getting banged up every Sunday, going out there to battle. I feel the same way. <laughs> Hey man, I, I've seen a few blocks in the back on you. I know you you, you uh, <laughs> like to tangle back. every now and then. <laughs> Joe, this Cleveland Browns team has been beautiful to watch. The the reemergence of the team after Hugh Jackson gets uh, relieved of his duties and heads to Cincinnati has this just been a beautiful undertaking? And did everybody in Cleveland know this was possible? Well, I'm not sure that anybody thought this was possible. I think. If people knew in the organization that putting Greg Williams in as your head coach and Freddie Kitchens as your offensive coordinator would lead to incredible success and all sorts of wins, they probably would have done it a little while ago. So I would say this was a big surprise, but a pleasant one at that. People in Cleveland are going totally bananas over Baker Mayfield because he's deserved it so far. I mean, the play that he's had has been tremendous. Wasn't his best game this weekend, but the leader that he is was still able to elevate the performance of all of his teammates. And they were able to get a, a win on the road. Only their second win on the road this year 
in Denver. Pretty tough defense they were going against. So people in Cleveland are absolutely excited, and it's understandable. Freddie Kitchens, offensive coordinator, that came out that they've already locked him in for next year. I was wondering, after watching Baker talk about Drew Stanton, how much you think Drew Stanton has been helping in that quarterback room as well for the young, fiery, primetime player, Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I mean, having that veteran presence in every room is invaluable. As you know, when you have somebody that's, you know, walked in your shoes, that's been around 10, 11 years in the NFL, that can kind of help you understand not just the X's and O's, not just, hey, you know, read this one top down or left right or, you know, take this forward, but how to prepare. I think that's the biggest thing because coaches, it's really hard for them to tell a young player, hey, this is how you should prepare. This is when you should in the morning and get an extra workout in. This is when you should go to hit the ice tub. This is when you should get some treatment. And then uh, this is how you should approach your film study. That's best coming from a veteran and having a guy like Drew Stan in there from Baker Mayfield's own lips has been invaluable. Do you think the Patriots are done? Well, I'm ready to put the Patriots back in the Super Bowl hunt because I'm going to say that Tom Brady is too old and that they're totally done, and Gronkowski is uh, going to retire after this season. And usually after somebody says that, it's when they go on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you. When's your um, – the Lamar – the AFC North is getting very interesting right now. The Steelers are kind of come see, come saw, hit or miss. You never know what you're going to get. A lot of drama. Joe Flacco is getting his ass shipped out of Baltimore in favor of Lamar Jackson's running style offense. Cincinnati Bengals hired – Hugh Jackson. So the AFC North is getting up in the air right now. The Browns have to feel pretty poised for a potential run here in the next couple of years. Well, I think that's part of the reason that everybody's pretty excited who's Browns fans is not only the job that Greg Williams has done and having your young franchise quarterback for the first time, but you look at the state of the AFC North, you look at, all right, Ben Roethlisberger, he's getting pretty old. He may be ready to retire. Joe Flacco, he's done in Baltimore. They don't really know if Lamar Jackson's the future or not. You know, Andy Dalton's kind of always been, uh, he hasn't really been able to lead him too much. So from that standpoint, the AFC North is going to be wide open really for the next 10 years. And the Browns are perfectly situated to be able to take that over. Not to mention Baker Mayfield, but they've got a rookie running back who's a stud and Nick Chubb. They got Miles Garrett, who's going to be, in my opinion, he's going to turn himself into a Hall of Fame pass rusher. They've got a first round corner and Denzel Ward is playing lights out. So you look all across the board, they've got studs, and they're well-positioned to have some great success in the division for many years. Who do you love in the NFL right now? Like, what player, other than outside of the Browns, like, who's a player that's, or, or media member that you've met in your journeys? Who is somebody linked to the NFL that you just absolutely love? Like, hey, you know what? I'm a big fan of, insert name here. Well, let me tell you, outside of Mr. McAfee, hey! the best in all of the NFL is none other than Andrew Luck. That guy, yes. he makes me laugh with his consistently humble, unbelievably cool demeanor. And uh, that video that you posted from this weekend was just fantastic. Just pinnacle Andrew Luck moment there when he was uh, being interviewed after the game. I mean, how do you not love that guy? It's honestly, Pam Oliver had no shot there. Pam Oliver had no chance in that interview. Ended quick. See you later. Head nod, smile, laugh. We're done here, Pam. That's what he said to her. Isn't it just amazing like how consistent Andrew Luck is? Like, yeah. Has he ever been upset with anybody or been anything but just 
the aw shucks guy? I, I don't think so. I mean, that's just who he is, and it's amazing no, no matter the amount of success he's had. He hasn't changed one bit. You know, we hear that all the time in the NFL. Oh, that guy hasn't changed. But everybody really has changed a lot from where they were probably in high school, except for this guy. Somehow he's got that time machine where he's the same kid that he was like at middle school. I posted a photo of him damn near naked. He was not upset, but it was definitely not happy. <laughs> definitely not happy. Said, hey, Pat, I'm not upset, but I'm very disappointed. In you. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. How is the... How do you think the Rams? Who do, who do you who do you see emerging here in the playoffs? Eagles got Nick Foles back. That potentially they could go on a fucking run out of nowhere. Rams look cold the last couple weeks. Patriots lose to the Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill. Then they stack that on a primetime loss in Pittsburgh. Who are the Chiefs? Who knows what's going to happen with the Chiefs? The Browns are hot. Colts are hot. Ravens are winning. Who knows? I feel like the playoffs are wide open right now, Joe. Yeah, they really are, and that's why the NFL is so great. I mean, there's really nothing that you can just take for granted. It's not like the NBA where, like, all right, we know, like, last year, year before, it's going to be the Warriors and the Cavs. You might as well just turn your TV off. And then in the finals, the Warriors are going to win. It's going away. So the NFL totally is different. You have no idea. It might be the team that sneaks into the wild card. It might be the team that's got the number one seed. Nobody really knows. But I tell you, there's, there's two teams that kind of scare me a little bit. The Colts, your boys over there, because Andrew Luck is so efficient, such a good player, having such a great year. Frank Reich, I think he's really got those guys bought in. But here's another team, and I did their game last week on Thursday Night Football, the Chargers. They're a team that nobody has ever talked about. Nobody ever gives any They have no to, fans, Joe. <laughs> Philip Rivers, that guy can play. And you know what? Their defense is really good. They got guys that can rush the passer. They got a good secondary. They're tough all across the board. They can run the football. Melvin Gordon's coming back pretty soon. And it's like, I think that team is going to be the one that sneaks up on everybody and may go on a big run and be in the Super Bowl. Amen. All right, I appreciate you, Joe. Hey, we're going to do a quick segment. Uh, the Room Wants to Know. The guys that are in here with me uh, are very excited to talk to the future Hall of Famer, the first ever NFL offensive lineman. I will let you know their names, where they're from, before they ask you uh, their question. First, it's coming from a man named Zito. He is from Chicago, Illinois. He's known to be the smartest and dumbest person in the room at the same time. Zito, go ahead. Hey, Joe, uh, two questions actually for you. Uh, what's your favorite item from the Mission Barbecue? My favorite item uh, is their moist brisket, but I tell you the most underrated is their pulled chicken because, you know, most people don't go to a barbecue place and order the chicken, mm -hmm. but that chicken is so moist, it's fall apart, it's delicious, it's fatty for those keto lovers like mm -hmm. myself and Pat, mm -hmm. and if you throw a little Alabama white sauce on that, I could eat that for days. Alabama white, huh? <laughs> That's interesting. I usually go with the Alabama White. <laughs> Big boy. And then uh, what's your uh, favorite lineman right now in the NFL? Nice. Or who was your favorite? <clears throat> oh, that, that's a good question. Um, I like Taylor Lewan. I think he's a pretty good player. I think he's a, a really excellent left tackle from Tennessee Titans. And he's coming off of a couple of really good performances for that whole unit. I think Derrick Henry went for like 290 a couple <laughs> weeks ago and then maybe a buck 80 last week. So. Um, that, that team's playing pretty well, and, and I, I like Taylor Warren a lot. How'd you feel about Zito's questions there? He used the company that you own to kind of win you over there earlier, and then he followed up with a real football question there. That, that's what you really need to do, and you can tell he's been in the business a long time. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> uh, this next question is coming from a 50-year-old man. His name is Jeff Gorman. Jeff. Hey, Joe. Uh, we were walking down memory lane earlier, and I was talking about how I lost my virginity as a 20-year-old to a 30-year-old TJ Maxx manager. So <laughs> it got me thinking, Joe, What's the where's the worst place on your body to have a Toradol shot? <laughs> Well, I would imagine your penis. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only place I've ever got one. What about you? Where's the worst place you can imagine getting a turtle? Well, I thought if you had problems with like a high ankle sprain, they'd go in right on the shin. Over your ball sack? <laughs> Listen, this guy was a virgin until he's 20. There's a fucking reason, man. Don't worry about his questions, Joe. Hey, Toradol is a magic. Toradol, I think we talked about this last yeah. time you were on. I wish I could still somehow tap into the Toradol well here at our new small business over here. I don't know how. We're going to have to figure that out. That stuff was magical. Dude, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something. I'm breaking news here. In Madison, Wisconsin, I'm not going to name the company, but they're a very well-known company, and they talk about they've got an entire holistic uh hangover approach where they'll actually give you Toradol on like a Saturday morning or a Sunday if you got a real bad hangover. So maybe we'll send one out to uh, Indianapolis and you'll be able to get in on that again. What are you into? You're in a Toradol business? <laughs> You're in the, a pharmaceutical yeah. business? I wish. I'd be a, a zillionaire if I could <laughs> yeah. get like Hey, if you can just start sending Toradol across the country. Yeah, we, we need one in Indy down here. We'll send a needle over there from Madison, <laughs> Wisconsin. Next question is coming from an Italian guy. Uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, diehard Steelers fan has hated the Browns since he literally popped out of his mother. It's just the way Pittsburgh is uh, raised. But he's a big Joe Thomas fan mm -hmm. now that you've retired. His name is Diggs, and that's with a Z on the Twitter. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good, good. Uh, why do you think the dog pound didn't appreciate Joe Hayden? Because Steeler Nation does. Great question for Diggs. So they actually did. Uh, Joe Hayden was a beloved son in Cleveland, and I think it, it's just a matter of him signing with the Steelers that now people are, like, bitter about it. But well, I, I tell the Browns fans all the time, like, hey, the Browns cut him. He didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay in Cleveland, and the Steelers gave him his best opportunity. So you can't begrudge a man for taking the best oh, employment opportunity after the team that he was with and that he loved got rid of him. The only reason I say that is because when the Steelers did get him, on Twitter, all I received was good luck with him. He's a bum from all of Brown's Nation. Oh, that's just bitterness, right? That's well, just... there's Twitter for you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter, as we know, is, is full of honest people that uh, know what they're talking about. <laughs> like myself. That's Joe Thomas 73. Follow me. <laughs> good plug. Uh, next question comes from a retired state police detective. He was a state police detective for 21 years, retired about three years before his pension to start this business up with me. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd McComas. Hey, Joe. All right, Christmas is next week, right? I hear tell that sometimes a quarterback will take care of the guys to protect him for a living and give some pretty awesome Christmas gifts to those guys. What's, what's the best Christmas gift you've ever gotten from a quarterback? A lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, a lot of gifts. A lot of quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks that didn't perform all that well enough to make enough money to buy me gifts. That <laughs> <laughs> I ever got, believe it or not, was a big green egg from Colt McCoy, current Redskins quarterback. Oh. He was uh, a big cooker, as am I. I love to get out there and grill. And uh, so I still got that big green egg in my backyard. I'm about to throw some steaks on tonight. Oh, nice. oh Colt McCoy is still serving in the Joe Thomas household. <laughs> I wonder if Colt That's knows. Right. Good for Colt, by the way. Uh, this next question comes from Manny. He's a little bit louder. He's a diehard Patriots fan. He goes by Boston Connor. He's fresh out of college, knows nothing about life. Yes, that's all true, Joe. How are you? You touched upon the leadership of Stanton as the veteran guy on offense. 
on defense, they're pretty young. Who do you think's kind of stepped up and taken that veteran leadership role for them? Well, I'm going to say Joe Schobert. He's uh, their middle linebacker, so he's the guy that calls the defense. And I see him being, even though he's one of the younger guys, he's one of the smarter guys in that defense. And so I see him being one of those leaders on that young defense that can kind of get everybody on the same page and make sure everybody's doing the right thing on each play. Uh, last question. No, there's two more, three more questions. This guy made 71 straight free throws the other day. Mm-hmm. 71, Joe Thomas. 71 straight free throws. Does that make, does that, does that impress you? Was that underhanded? I, I do like to know. I'm always keeping track because uh, the old timers, they always say the underhand is the best method to shoot the free throw. Well, it was this one was just a particular left-handed stroke. Yep. That's kind of he's just a left-handed stroker. He's a oh. he's a skinny lad. He's got good hair. Thanks. He's from Michigan, so oh. he he says that makes him have grit regardless because he grew up and went through a couple Michigan winners. Mm-hmm. He's a diehard Detroit Lions fan. His life is terrible. Yep. Uh, his name's Evan Fox. Evan Fox has a question for you, Joe. Thank you for being basketball up, Pat. Joe, I'm curious when the Browns win the Super Bowl, does that city explode more than when LeBron won it, or is LeBron the peak? No, it's a Brownstown. Even though they love LeBron, they love basketball, right. they love pro sports, really. It's always been a Brownstown, and everyone will tell you that. Uh, even though the Browns, or I mean, excuse me, the, the Cavs parade had like a million people, right. and the whole city went bananas. If the Browns won, I honestly would worry for those businesses because they're about to burn that place down. <laughs> <laughs> will you be a part of those celebrations? Would Do you and the Browns have a relationship where you go back, if they win a Super Bowl, you're getting a ring, like that type of relationship? You should, by the way. I'm just wondering if they do. <laughs> well, I'll go be the janitor for six months if I can get a Super Bowl ring when they win. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, I think everyone would be happy if we just got to win one, and then we'll find out who all gets, gets the ring. Oh, that's all. You're steadfast in that whole place. Uh, this other guy, big hockey fan from Pittsburgh, Italian, also a big, big Steelers fan. Uh, I'm excited. Hates Will Smith, this guy. This next guy who's asking you a question hates Will Smith. Uh, his name is Nick Morono. Nick? That didn't need to be in there. Well, I just wanted him to know who he's talking yeah. to. Joe, question for you. Uh, I was looking to get your honest, raw, unfiltered take on the current state of officiating in the NFL. Oh! And if it's changed at all in your transition from player to analyst. Let's go. I like this. Honestly, I honestly think officiating is probably as good as it's ever been. Whoa. But the problem is, here's the, here's the thing. The problem is with social media with the way that there's a 24-7 news cycle with the NFL, every mistake or perceived mistake is amplified right now. And so now everybody's perception is that the officiating sucks. But it's really, if you probably look at the numbers, if you were able to break them all down, it's probably as good as it's ever been. Same thing happened to cops on social media. There's <laughs> <laughs> a couple <laughs> bad ones up there. That was all bad. That was for Todd, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next question is for a guy from... Uh, Iowa, uh, a little farm boy out there, out in the cornfield. Nah, used to play baseball. Could throw a ball. Could throw a ball very well. He was mm-hmm. my professional baseball coach, uh, producer of a couple shows. Kid never sleeps. Addicted to Red Bull, ladies and gentlemen. Ty Schmidt. Joe, how you doing? Uh, not to diminish any of the previous quarterbacks that you've played with, but uh, just curious, how do you think your career would have panned out differently if you would have had a guy like Baker Mayfield as your uh, quarterback the entire time you were in Cleveland? Yikes. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure my career would have been all that much different, but I'm 
sure that we would have won a hell of a lot more games. <laughs> uh, I only won like 40 or 50 games in 11 seasons, and so that was pretty miserable. Um, but personally, I, it probably would have been a hell of a lot more fun too because losing in the NFL really sucks, and I think <laughs> – that's underrated. How much losing sucks in the NFL. I I don't. I, it's your happiness is controlled one hundred percent on wins and losses in the NFL. <laughs> I have no clue how you did it over there. That's why every time I talk to you, I I feel like I bring this up. You the career you had when your environment was surrounding you was always changing and always negative and always miserable is so incredible. It's one. It's probably the most impressive NFL career in the history of NFL careers. To be honest, yours. Dude, we talked about this on the podcast earlier in the season. There was a point like four years ago where I, I literally, I thought I was going insane. The losing had just built up so much in my brain that it like changed me. My chemically in my, my brain, the pathways changed because it was just so miserable dealing with all that losing. And um, you can't even process it after a while. After going 0 and 16 and then, or 1 and 15 and then 0 and 16, you just fail to be able to like comprehend the misery. It's like a prisoner of war or something horrible. But you remain such a steadfast on the Browns being so damn good. It's it's a real testament to the Joe Thomas strength. Beyond, I'm being serious when I say that. That's almost more impressive than how good you were on the field, to be honest. The ability to not mail it in or just say, fuck it, I'm in a terrible situation, I'm already rich, I've got paid, is just such a testament to you as a human. I hope you know that. Well, I appreciate that. I think for me, I grew up and loyalty was always really important. Uh, it was something that was taught to me by my parents. And so that's kind of always been a big part of who I was. And then I think it had, honestly, the position I played, there was no option to mail it in. Like you play, let's say defensive end, you could mail it in every play and nobody would ever notice. If I'm a left tackle, if I mail it in one time, my quarterback's getting sawn in half. And he's getting carried off the field on a stretcher, and immediately everybody's looking right at me. So there was no option to take a playoff <laughs> or to take one play where I'm going to go sit out and drink Gatorade for a minute. And honestly, I think that helped just kind of the mentality that I was able to have throughout my career. By the way, I think that adds even more to the build that is Joe Thomas. You play the worst position in sports. Offensive line <laughs> is the worst position in sports. Because just like he said, a DN can rest for 75% of the game. Just rest. Just take up blocks. Just hold up blocks. Not get exposed, really. Unless they run towards you, you're going to have to mix it up a little bit. And then just save it, basically, for like two, three. If a DN gets two sacks in a game, yeah. the world's losing Sorry. their shit. If they, Hall of Fame if they get two sacks in a game. But the offensive lineman never knows when that's coming. It's a guessing game. It's impressive, man, the way you were just able to, to, to hold up all those years, man. Emotionally, it's a big deal. I'm proud of you, Joe. Hey, Joe, I'm proud of you, man. I hope you get a, I hope you get a big TV gig because you deserve to be a voice of the game. Well, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Where are you going to go? Are you going to get a big-time offer? Any, are we going to see Joe Thomas in any booths or anything? Are you going to get into play-by-play? I'm not sure if I want to go into play-by-play. I think there's part of me that says that could be exciting, but then the other part of me says, you know, that's a hell of a lot of homework. That's a lot of travel. And I've kind of enjoyed doing the pregame stuff and doing a a little of the, uh, you know, clown show, TV shows where you go up there and, you know, blast off hot takes at everybody. So we'll see. I definitely (laughs) want to continue in the media space, but it all kind of depends on the offers. And you never know but on the play-by-play stuff and the caller analyst, but – I'm not exactly uh, dying to do that. 
I want to let you know, I was a color commentator once. I did no research. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a, I had a hell of a time in there. Hell of a time. AJ Hawk did all the research. It was awesome of him to do that. I had a good time in there. Joe Thomas, uh, thank you so much for taking time with us. Uh, thanks for answering the room's questions and uh, have a good one. And I don't know who that is in the background, but tell, tell them to have a great night as well. We appreciate you, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. That's my daughter. And she says, uh, Thanks for giving her a little bit of time, and thank you guys for having me on. I, I definitely enjoyed myself. This was a highlight of my day so far, and I just wanted to say thank you to Zito, good friend, great question. I know he's <laughs> thank the you, smartest guy in the room. <laughs> Jeff, you're the best. My Italian friend from Pittsburgh, Diggs, that was a great question. Hey, thanks, you know, as always, the, the cops in the room, got to give them a little bit of props in case they get that speeding ticket. Yeah. And then Connor, my buddy from Boston, even though I hate the Patriots, Got to give you props. And then the guy that shoots free throws all day. Who even shoots free throws as an adult? <laughs> why do you hate Will Smith? I would love to know why you hate Will Smith so much. And Ty, the producer, you're the best one. And finally, to Pat. How the hell do you make any fucking money if you have 14 people on the show? It's pretty good. It's a pretty good little run we have, Joe. By the way. Little Sean McVay Rain Man in you right there with that little, unless you wrote it down, which I'm not sure if you did, but that was an incredible recap there of all the humans in the room. And as you were describing them, it was making me wonder about how we are making money with 14 people in here, but we're trying our best, Joe. We appreciate you, man. You need to fire some of those guys. <laughs> Breaking news Joe Thomas looks for humans to be fired before the holiday season. Classic Cleveland. <laughs> Classic Cleveland. <laughs> hey, Joe, we appreciate you, man. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, guys. See ya. Huge shout out to Joe Thomas. That guy is always good. He's just he. he there's no way he memorized those names. Man. No way. No. I, uh, well, well I don't maybe know. He's a media guy now. We don't know. We don't know what Joe Thomas's brain looks like. Maybe he is that full rain man, like I said. Or maybe he wrote it down and just did the smart thing. I would never think to do that, though, personally. Mm -mm, no so way. if he did that, he's definitely two steps ahead of at least me. And that's what Joe Thomas, that's why he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Joe Thomas is the man. Yeah, he's awesome. Joe Thomas is the absolute man. Joe Thomas, also a man who has a great head of hair. Oh, yeah. Mm. Good head of hair. Whenever he, he said he looked a little pudgy in his uh, suit because he had it tailored before Thanksgiving and post-Thanksgiving, which I can see that, by the way, because when you're on a keto diet and you're standing in front of an apple pie, and you eat the whole apple pie, it immediately shows up the next day on the keto diet. Immediately. You see it like that. I'm assuming Joe did some work if he's been on his keto diet. Because the holidays, you can't help it. You honestly can't help it. Stuffing was out there for Thanksgiving. That's like full with carbs. It tastes so good. So goddamn good. All the pies, chocolate chip cookies. I'm sure he did a little bit of damage to himself like I did. But he looks good whenever you go from shoulders up. Great. From the brain, too. Impressive brain. There. You bet. His knees, he says, not great, but brain good. Mm -hmm. What Joe doesn't know, though, is that 66% of men suffer from hair loss by the age of 35. Wow. Yikes. 35. People used to think you go bald when you're old, right? Mm -hmm. Back in the day, everybody thought, hey, when I'm 40, 50, maybe I'll start losing my hair. But by then, who cares? I'll be married. Stats say, science, ever heard of it? Research, numbers. Hello, calculators. All these things <laughs> say that 66, a majority of men, will lose their hair by the age of 35. Startling. So I ask you one question. If you're out there and you're under the age of 35, are you just going to sit back and let your hair just say, hey, I'm fucking out, cuz? Or are you going to do something about it? 
do something. Are you just going to sit there and watch your hair go from a full bush to just a leafless tree like it's fall or autumn? Or are you going to do something about it? Do something about it. (laughs) Going to do something about it. Right now, there's only one company that can really do anything for you, and it's 4hims. 4hims.com slash pat is the only place to keep you keeping your hair. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to refill the ones you've lost. There's no way that's the accurate sentence. No way. You get it, though. You get it. Well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. This isn't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. No waiting room. No awkward in-person doctor visits. Save hours by going to 4 It's so easy. A little em- emphasis there on the it's so easy. I could tell by the read. Oh, yeah. So put a little emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. You did good. Was it an italics? Uh, no, but there was an exclamation point. Oh, okay. Oh. Yep. They don't always put any exclamation point in these reads, but when they do, I know. You know. Because that person had to put shift one to make that happen. That's a two-button typer. Mm-hmm. So if it's a capital letter, we know that this means something because it took a little bit of effort. Mm-hmm. Caps, you know, up. Whenever they go exclamation point, that means they could have went period, which is right there. Instead, they went two, shift, one. Put a little fucking energy into this. <laughs> That's what that says. <laughs> It's easy. For him, is easy. We've had a couple guys in the office do it. It's a very, very simple, simple process. You answer a few quick questions, and the doctor will review and can prescribe you. Products are shipped directly to your door. Order now, and listeners of this show will get a trial month of him for just $5 while supplies last. See website for full details. This will cost hundreds if you want to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash pat. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash P-A-T. Forhims.com slash Pat. You want a ball spot or you want to do something about it? I'm going to do something about it. You should. You should do something about it. And I will. You will. Well, I don't need to, but a couple of these guys will. A couple of these guys in here need definitely, they should think about thinking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where self-awareness is That's on, on some guys, but some people should, should hear these four hymns ads and be like, you know what? Enough is enough. It's time for a change. So easy. Answer a few quick questions. That's it. Exclamation point on the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one. It began with a father and son who left Riga, Latvia to escape religious prosecution. After passing through Ellis Island, they boarded a train going west and got off when the land looked like Latvian farm country. They had discovered Omaha, Nebraska. Their new home. After settling in Omaha, JJ and BA started working in the only business they knew, the meat business. They toiled in several markets around Omaha before founding their own company in 1917. BA bought a building in downtown. At the time, the space was a carpentry shop called Table Supply Company. He moved a cooler and a freezer into the building. And on the front sign, he nudged the CEO of company to the right and inserted the word meat. Hence, we embarked on our journey under the name Table Supply Meat Company. 
They were committed to delivering the very best. Omaha Steaks began as a small-scale butcher shop in downtown Omaha. From there, we grew rapidly. B.A.'s son, Lester Simon, joined the company in 1929. His leadership accelerated our growth, expanding our reach through cross-country food service partnerships, which put Omaha Steaks on the menus of railroad dining cars and troop transport trains. This exposure brought us widespread renown. In 1953, we initiated our first mail-order ventures. And by 1966, our notoriety had reached global proportions. It was then that the brand embraced a new name, Omaha Steaks International. Today, we remain one of the world's most esteemed meat purveyors. Our omni-channel approach to marketing has its roots in teleservices and mailing, but true to our innovative spirit, customers can now connect with us through all manner of diverse channels, from direct response television to social media, mobile apps, and podcasts now. Wow. That's what you're listening to right now. Mm-hmm. You're listening to a podcast. This is an underdog story. And right now, that company that was founded by JJ and PA mm-hmm. hopped off the train whenever they saw Latvian meat country. Mm-hmm. Omaha, mm-hmm. Omaha mm-hmm. has a sale that I don't know if JJ and PA would have hopped off the train if they knew was happening. <laughs> I think the modern Omaha Steaks might be giving away a company that was founded long, long, long ago. Mm-hmm. This is too big of a special. This is too much of a percentage off. This is too much meat for too little price. But they're doing it anyways, and this is their fault. Right now, Omaha Steaks has a limited time offer for listeners of this show. When you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code AMERICA into the search bar, you will get 74% off Omaha Steaks Family Gift Package. Originally $195, now only $49.99. It's absurd. We are living in a world of inflation, mm-hmm. and they are going the complete opposite direction. Originally $195, but now only $49.99. For $49.99, this is what you get. Four hand-cut, aged of tenderness, top sirloin steaks. Two savory, premium pork chops. Four chicken fried steaks. Four Omaha Steaks burgers. Four snappy kielbasa sausages, all beef meatballs. Four brown potatoes au gratin. Four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets. Plus, get four more burgers for free. Wow. Just tossing in four burgers at the end. Omaha Steaks is a fifth-generation family-owned company trying to go out of business and not make it to the sixth. (laughs) $49.99, four hand-cut-aged steaks, two savory pork chops, four chicken-fried steaks. You know I like my chicken-fried. And cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right in a radio You know what I also like? Four Omaha Steak burgers. Four snappy kielbasa sausages, all beef meatballs, four perfectly brown potatoes au gratin, four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets, plus get four more burgers for free. Unbelievable. OmahaSteaks.com, type America in the search bar, and get it all. Ladies and gentlemen, back to the deep conversation. How worried are all you uh, about the dog pound taking over you guys in the next few years? Great question by that guy or girl. Because I feel the exact same way. I said within the next two years, Cleveland Browns are going to win the AFC North. And it really feels as if that's not that big of a leap nope. to say that. It's no, tough no, to no. win in Denver. It is very hard to win oh, in yeah. Denver. Can't take these humans Prime seriously. time Saturday night. 
kids, kids are rookie. Baker is slinging a gamer, it. dude. America's team. He is a gamer. Cleveland Browns, the dog pond, have become my favorite team, yeah. I think, in the NFL. Yeah, me too. Just what? We get it. I'm just kidding. But you meant it like I meant it. Yes. Like, yeah, I enjoy yeah, watching. Like it's just fun yep. to watch. Like, yeah. it's entertaining yep. to watch the, these kids do unbelievable. You got one quarterback on his way up and the other on his way down. Like, they're crossing right now Which in opposite one? directions. Roethlisberger? So Roethlisberger is, like, on his way down. <laughs> well, yeah, on his way up. And Flacco's on his way out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lamar- Dal- Dalton's never, ever gone up or down. Yeah. He's just Marvin, him and Marvin. Yep. Him uh, and Marvin. Just a steady doing their seven thing. wins. I think it's not that far. I don't think it's been that big of a reach because if they have an Absolutely. award, if some, you have to win at home, right? That's what you win. You yeah. win at home, you get at least eight wins, and you steal a couple on a road. If they have a couple road primetime games, I think Baker shows up in primetime games. I think they steal those. That's 10 wins right there. You got a 10-win season just like that. You're winning the AFC when? North. Huh? When? Next year or the year after. Yeah, two years. Two years. He's a big-time player, and that defense is legit. They are. Do they have money at defense? Yeah. Uh, how can they have, have him go to Lev Bell too? Get oh. Levy on Bell. Oh. Get Lev that Bell. would be the most Cleveland move of all time. Yeah. To waste fifteen million on Lev Bell. Oh, waste! <laughs> Listen to this guy. They, they would be they have Nick Chubb. You guys would. There would be no drama if you had Levy on Bell still. Sign him, please do. They also have Chubb on oh, rookie Chubb, contract. True. Well, yeah, true. but he's on rookie uh, contract for three more years. Yeah. yeah. So after why this would you year, pay someone fifteen million because you have the money. Why wouldn't you spend it somewhere so, else where you need it? By the way, yeah. that was a very uh, like I think because Chubb is so good. Yeah, me, me saying Lev Bell would be very stupid. That was a very stupid take by me. But having Lev Bell is a swing back for you, yeah. not a bad yeah. play. Uh, He's and, going to and he can play slot. Like he played receiver a lot for you guys. Right? How many catches did he have? He led. Well, that was the thing. He right. wanted to he be had paid. a lot of catches. Played a receiver like seven snaps. No, so yeah. you already have Jarvis Landry in the slot. By the way, Jarvis Landry is a dog. He is so good yeah. at football. He is so good. The Cleveland's got something very special over there. Very, very special. I've heard this for I, a long they're time. They're legit. No, you, you, Baker Mayfield's a different animal. Yeah, yeah. Just everyone like, said that. About hold on. All Everybody has said that the Patriots might take a <laughs> collapse this year. Everybody said it. I didn't say it until this year. It might be happening right now. It might be happening. I don't think. It's not happening. What are they lacking? Connor, you got to be worried somehow. Connor, you have to be. I'm really not worried yet. You just dumped two in a row. One to the Dolphins. Tom Brady's throwing up interceptions in the red zone? Exactly. That's just decision making, which is tough. That is why the Patriots are the Patriots, because decision making. Yeah, so how often. He's the vet of all vets. How often does he make those plays? Not very often. So if he's losing. Lately, though. Late, uh, Undisciplined. Undisciplined. Well, this, this 14 penalties? Again, yeah, the 14 penalties was tough. This is most not drops, the Patriots. Most drops in the game since 2016. We had a lot of drops, too. It wasn't just Listen, Brady. When your talent starts to fade, you get a little desperate. We learned this from mm-hmm. Brett Favre. He's all right? sending your He's, dick to places. He starts throwing a lot of balls Did Brett Favre away. go to a Super Bowl at 40? Well, oh, Brett Favre did well, a lot of things early. NFC yeah. Championship. Well, Minnesota Vikings, game. right? Yeah, he was he, pretty good. He was close. Pretty I good. mean, but... Uh, is Who was Tom- his coach whenever he was there? Name it. Who, Vikings? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, far, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He didn't go. He didn't go. Nobody and Brady knows. Did. Look, nobody Brad knows. Childress. No idea. Yikes. Nobody even knows. I think I yeah, get okay. Brad Childress. So don't yell at me. <laughs> well, I'm saying you're comparing the Brady. Favre I didn't bring up Favre. I was just saying Favre. You it, compared Favre to Brady. You said did he win a Super Bowl at 40? That's right. what you said. He, he doesn't have Belichick. I said go and, go to a Super Bowl, but yes. yeah, because they didn't because he dropped the pass. He lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was. It was fucking very good. He dropped the pass. The biggest thing for me. The biggest thing for me is the defense has been the worry this whole entire. You think? This whole entire season, and then and then 
yesterday. It played very well. I mean, AB in the second half didn't do much. They had 14 points at half. They only scored 17. Did they play well, though? Is Gronk they, dead? They played well. The, they, off, the offense didn't. They gave up like 120 yards to a fourth string. Yeah, we get mur- yeah, we also gave up two touchdowns to Brandon Bolden last week. Like, so, that happens to the so past. Is, is it good? fair? Every, to, no, but they're getting better. Is it fair to say that he has been in a position – uh, recently, to where he just has to outscore everybody, like in the like, like Peyton Manning used to have to, because the defense is so bad. And now he's getting a little older, and he's not quite the arm or decision maker he used to be. So this it's is happening. The, this is the same season. This is the same season people. we beat the Chiefs. We're still talking about the same team that put up forty three points yeah, against age. The, though this is December now. Yeah, this he's is far December in, he's now. Late oh, to the season. And he didn't have year. a four game suspension to kind of rest in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't get so. the, the NFL. The NFL today, you must agree, quarterbacks are built to last in this NFL now, especially with the TB twelve treatment. But whenever you're forty some years old, though, yeah, that's my point. Time, Tom versus I've been time. 40. It's Tom versus good. time. Yeah, Tom's been winning for play, a long time. He wants four more years after this one. Probably because he hasn't. He's got so much scrutiny last year from sucking the breath out of his child to live longer. <laughs> Probably hasn't done it recently. Well, that I mean, hey, whatever it takes, man. You, whatever you're not it takes. Worried, you're not worried at all. No, I'm not worried yet. No. How about, how about putting up ten points on that defense, though, Diggs? Is, should there be some worry? No, no, there? I don't think the Patriots are worried at all. <laughs> I really don't. I, Not I, until they lose in the playoffs. Ten points yeah, to that exactly. shoddy defense still, that they still mind, have in Pittsburgh. In my mind, they're still the favorites in the AFC. Gorms, Gorms, you got to understand. This no, is, this is, I'm not listening. America, to you. you're um, done. Bro. America's, you ga- America's you gotta game. You got to put your arms the- around it. You are done this year. It starts with coaching. It starts with your quarterback play, and your defense is a sieve. You won't get far in the playoffs here. I'm sorry to shut everybody down right now, especially you. But bro, it is over. Your reign is over. How's that feel? Oh, okay. America's every team circles the. Patriots. Okay, so we have America's game of the week every this week, week. Uh, almost every week. Yeah, before before last week it was uh, Miami okay. Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, obviously at Pittsburgh, the whole the stadium was loud. That that there was a couple times where we came back from commercial break and the place was jumping there. They so you, renegade you, you, you have you have to respect the Dude, home field. That, ass. He thrives in that. Did you see that guy? The one guy tell his girlfriend he handed her the towel and said, "Wave that shit." Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded it on my phone. Nice. I recorded it because he literally you see him hand over the towel, wave towel. that yeah. shit, babe. <laughs> Blonde haired kid. He does. He him. does thrive in that environment. And goals, used to. Used it, to. It was it was first and goal from the four, and we got a holding penalty. Second and goal from the fourteen is not good. Right, we well, that, just good teams don't do that, bro. All right, you, you this don't is not what team. the Patriots would do. The Patriots would never do this before. This is what made the Patriots the Patriots. They were this machine up north that does everything right. Mm-hmm. Every decision is smart. Yeah. Every single situational thing is handled perfectly. There's no wild interceptions being tossed in the red zone for no reason because your quarterback is the coolest dude of all time. Yeah, this year seems to be the year things are different. I just it think, seems like I think Gronk, Gronk seems like he's easier to stop. Is that true? Or am I just imagining that? He's going down he's much hurt every year. Now. He's going down he's, way. He's hurt. He's, he's hurt every year. He's being slow. He's 60 years old. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I do want to bring up, obviously, in, the game. In Gronk football, football years. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. probably exactly. 45, 50. You're right. Oh, he's older than Brady for yeah. sure. For sure. By a lot. Yeah. We should be on RG87. He had two, <laughs> he had two or three back surgeries coming out of college. Like he was, yeah, he, he was forty when he got drafted. Yeah. <laughs> he was old. The one thing I do want to bring up, and obviously the game's over, whatever. Before that, Antonio Brown touchdown pass is that not the worst pass interference call of all time? When 
right before the next Juju, play was right? the Antonio Brown. No, it was on Washington down the sideline, near side. The Antonio Brown. Are, I, I do. They I were will, terrible. I will yesterday. say this: the refs are atrocious. Atrocious. Yeah, they were bad in every bad. game, though. So what do you so, do? They, but I'm saying is they are so bad. Yeah. It, it it does almost. They're feel, changing games. It's almost oh, yeah. to the point where we have no idea who's the better team in situations because mm-hmm. the fucking refs decide to decide it. Oh, it's it, totally true. There's no common sense anymore in the ref game, and, and all those refs are so scared shitless to make a mistake. Every time they start talking, it looks like they're on stage in front of 40,000 people and have never talked in front of anybody because that's what they're doing. They're speaking in front of a stadium. They all look nervous. Every call is shoddy to bullshit, questionable. It's terrible. Okay. It's bad. It it's ruins terrible. the game. I've had this thought, and let me know if I'm crazy. And I know you'd never be able to do it due to like bias, but why can't a former player be a ref? You can't. You don't make I, it enough money, probably. Yeah, there isn't enough money. I think it's like 250 grand. It's pretty good. They I think. know the game, though. I but I, what I think has to happen, and I, because I wanted to do it whenever the last year, the first year I was watching it, like, let me get with one of them nerd riffs, yeah. okay, who can't speak. Mm-hmm. That crew. You just tell me what the call is, and then let me say it. Right. Right? Because yeah. you're the voice of the game. Absolutely. At this point, you were explaining. Our guy down here thought it was a pass interference because he grabbed him beforehand. We saw there was a uh, hand joust going on, but mm-hmm. he grabbed him too much at the end, personal foul or uh, pass interference first down. Got you. Like, I think if they explained it in like a human manner yes. as opposed to like a fucking, like, this is the call. And then everybody looks at it and is like, no, it isn't, though. <laughs> it's like, if, if you show the human side, like, okay, the back judge. Thought he saw this as a hold, blah, blah, blah. That's it. 10 yard first. And that's why, that's why Ed Hockley was so good. Because he had a personality. And he would explain yeah. it. Sterator. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, Gene. Gene, mm-hmm. Gene Sterator. Same thing. Yeah. He was confident when he was speaking. He would let you know what happened, why it happened. And if they fucked up, he was like, this is on us. Because I think you make it more relatable. Right now, mm-hmm. the refs are just a piece of the game, basically. They're a puzzle, like a game piece in uh, life or something like that. Yep. They just show up, fuck the game up, and leave. <laughs> it's like let's, like, let's give them a little bit of something. I also think you need a deeper ref pool of guys. And then when, guy, when a crew has a bad game, like a blatantly bad game, Wally they Pippa. need to sit down for a while yeah, Wally and bring Pippa. in more bring yeah, in there needs the to be repercussions. I don't care. Like on certain certain penalties we that should, are major at penalties, mi- at least you mi- should get fined. Bro, you yeah. should get fined. We should make a wrong. ref fantasy. <laughs> oh. You draft refs each week. It's like week to week. Like yeah. how this ref is going to do. How many flags? How many missed calls? How many controversies on line does it? Does this person's call? How many refs are rotation? I don't know. I, I think they have 16, 17, 18 crews. 16 crews? They have to have at least 16. So 18 crews, yeah, but there's buys, too. Mm-hmm. But then they got all-stars, though. They do have all-stars in that in that ref pool. You know, they, they hand-picked some of these guys. When they run the uh, run the guys off after bad, you know, they mm-hmm. hand-picked. Them. So there is different levels of refs as far as oh, the yeah, NFL is certainly. Concerned. By the way, no, I understand why nobody wants to be a ref. Nobody likes you. No. no. They only hate you. You, you could win a game for somebody with a terrible call, and they won't remember. They'll just be excited. They're not thanking you, but the other side is definitely threatening your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is what I would like to do to that ref who called that pass interference <laughs> yesterday. I mean, there was very both, much both sides, Connor. There were both sides, but was the did we ever have a penalty, or did you ever have a penalty? And the next play was a touchdown. No, it, it was it was a thirty hey, yard you know, last year. They, they on called a back a touchdown six. on Jesse James. Yeah, like, what are yeah, you even that, talking oh, yeah. about? And they but, just are we got screwed. About last last year? Year? You're talking about, about yesterday. Year. You're talking about yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking happened. Yeah. I mean, they got screwed against the Chargers on two blatant 
false uh, star know, calls that they didn't call. I, and, and I agree with you. That is bullshit. I mean, just, we, just that's why you're, that's we, why you're mad it happened to you yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> fucking pissed it happened to me. <laughs> I'm we didn't come in here talking about that. Hey, them. Pat, you think the NFL's happy that they moved the uh, extra point back? After the missed extra points that we've seen over the last few weeks, especially yesterday, how, oh, how's yeah. the NFL feel? They're like, ah, They wanted we... to make it a more entertaining play, right? With so, a lower probability. That's what uh-huh. they wanted. I don't know if they like that it's happened now. You don't? I don't think so. Pat, should like these it. kickers make well, an extra I t- point? I tell you what, though, it's like exciting for you oh, and yeah. it really helps your team that yeah. they missed it. So it does create yeah. a, a get up and cheer moment. I agree completely, but boy, there's a lot more kicker hate that, has, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that has come. But, but those kicks, those 33 yarders, those become real kicks, though. Mm. Not, re- I mean, yes, everybody should be able to make a fucking 33 yarder. Okay. Right. I mean, you got high schoolers and junior high kids making 33 yarders. But it, it is every kick is like you have to. It's a feel. Every kick's a field goal. Everything is a focus in. Here we go. This is a big deal because 33 yards is enough yards to make a ball move mm-hmm. or to fuck mm-hmm. it up. I mean, Boz missed from 32 yesterday. I've missed from 20 before just by pulling it. But in the NFL, in the middle of the field, you would think guys would be able to do it. But it seems to be a yeah. fucking frequent. These yeah, more days. head case or more just uh, set up snap placement. Everything's mental. Granted, there could be bad snap and hold on a couple of them. We saw it in Detroit yesterday. Yeah, bad mm-hmm. snap and hold on. A couple of them, but mentally, man, every, your next stroke could be your best stroke, or it could be your worst stroke of all time. It's just the way it is. It's just like golf. If you start losing in between your ears, you got no chance. How long did you talk to Vinny after a mess? I didn't. I didn't talk. Nothing to about him. the kick. Nothing. He wouldn't. He I, would try and vent to you. No, no. I would just give him uh, like a like a fist bump, you know, and like an ass slap, and then just stayed away from him for a little bit. And then like five ten minutes, I go back over and just he's like, already forgotten. No, <laughs> no, you no, no. You just because he's such a veteran, you're like he's gonna figure. He knows how to figure this well, out. Well, and so. I also know he's gonna be on TV, yeah. so yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be, right. be talking to him and anybody. Him being pissed off. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to bring anything out of him. That's going right on to TV. So it's like now is not the time to talk to him because he might motherfuck something. Right. To be honest, yeah. and I don't want that. Like it's just I just kind of let him cool down for a little bit. Then I'll walk over. Who knows if he even needs it, by the way. I just kind of let it happen. Then I go over and chat with him. Go, ah, we'll have to go out and get the next one, right? And he goes, yeah, but that fuck, whatever he says, you know, like, yeah, but that one should have won. And yeah, 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 and just keep it moving. For me, anytime I hit a shank, I would get very mad, very, very mad about it. I, I've always talked about it. I would let, if I was in practice and I'm actually trying to do well and I don't do well, there's a fuck coming out really loud and really quick and it's coming real loud real quick i mean it's it's because if i'm actually trying to do good uh-huh. and i don't do good i feel like i let me down right yeah. i'm like okay yeah. you can't just if i'm fucking around not really focusing and the ball's going ah, okay let's have a good time but if i'm actually trying to do well and i don't it's loud i've scared kids off at practice <laughs> riley children's <laughs> hospital kids came to practice and uh, things like that but i for me everybody says you should forget about it like, don't think about it. Short-term memory. They say it about cornerbacks, and they say it about golfers and kickers and punters. Everybody, they say, yeah, short-term memory. I want to remember how mad I was, so I don't feel like that again. Like, mm-hmm. I want to remember, like, how bad I felt whenever that happened, so I don't feel like that again. So, so did you also, like, not want, if that happened in the game, you didn't want anybody to come up and talk to you either because you wanted to just get it out? No, like it, it, when somebody would come up, it depends what they had to say, you know? Yeah. Was, like, I had some coaches. You're like, check it off, man. We'll get you yeah, like, maybe next time. Yeah, I, yeah, like, that's on me. Normally, I would tell people, like, that's my fault. If it was a teammate, I'd say that's on me. But yeah. normally, you'd have somebody who knows more about kicking a ball than you do, uh-huh. who has never kicked a ball in their life, who wants to come over and be uh-huh. like, hey, next time, you should think about, <laughs> why don't you get the fuck out of are you talking to right now? <laughs> you are fifth string D tech. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Oh, I, I saw. Uh, 
Hey, speaking <laughs> of get the fuck out of here, let's give some props to New England because we're burying them in the last 10 minutes. Let's give some props to them. I think the rookie running back, who is it for Steelers? Michelle. This guy flips his name. Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels. Samuel goes over, runs out of bounds, takes a seat on the uh, yeah, bench, they and they're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but they could have handled that a lot worse, by the way. That could have been a full on brawl on some sideline. They handled it just like the Patriots handle things, by the way. It was Slater, too. It was just get the fuck out of here. That's exactly what it was. Get the fuck out of here, which I respect, by the way. I respect the Patriots a lot. I just think everything seems to be different this year. I I agree. From the beginning, from Jump Street, from the Minnesota Timberwolves basketball game Super Bowl week, everything has seemed to be different. (laughs) And it seems as if the results might be different as well. Uh, I don't know. Yesterday was a perfect storm of terrible games. It was a perfect storm. There were were things that we haven't done since 2014 that we did last night. You don't do that, though. After a loss, especially. Yeah. But see, if we were doing this consistently, like if this was happening multiple times this season, for sure. Yeah, back-to-back games. But again, at Miami, we always... Yeah, I you said would also three. only have like three wins, so it would be obvious you're not having a good season. I said week, yeah, I mean, I said week three that we were going to lose to Miami and Miami. That, that game is a trap game every year. Pittsburgh, it was tough. That, that one we needed last night, for sure. Absolutely, we needed it. It would have been great to have. The Patriots are going to do what the Patriots do. Get back to work. Finish 11-5. and We're going to finish the two seed because Houston's going to lose at Philly next week. So we'll still get that first round back. Hey, Nick Foles, by the way. Yep. Mm -hmm. All the way back. He's back. Mm -hmm. Good for Nick Foles. Yeah. He doesn't give Ah, a fuck. Fuck him. I was on the. T- <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, he fucked me hard as Man, well. No but, Bent me over. But you know what? How do you? Kiss. You can't get mad at him. He Jeez. comes out and he's just awesome, and he's, everybody loves him. Big he, Dick Nick. He sucked in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I was on the Tomahawk Show. Joe Thomas and Andrew Hawkins. There it is, Tomahawk Show. And I was talking. They did a lot more research than I did. Obviously, I was talking about that. I was like, "Feels good for Nick Foles. He, he comes off a Super Bowl MVP, then they immediately tell him he's not our long term starter, right? So Nick Foles probably gets down the dumps a little bit. Nah, mm-hmm. They gave him yeah, a bump. A little. They gave him a bump, Pat. They gave him a bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nick Foles went into the woods to decide whether or not he was going to quit and came yeah. back out. I mm-hmm. mean, Nick Foles has been on a rocky ride here with his football career. Right. Then he leads off the season. He doesn't have Alshon Jeffrey. He doesn't have Golden Tate. He doesn't have many weapons. He kind of sucks. Carson Wentz comes. Back in does well, does well. They get booed opening night. By the way, at home, yep. Nick Foles is probably like, ah, fuck, man, I'm the worst. You know, I can't. <laughs> I win Super Bowl MVP. I can't even be a starter in this place. Now he sees his moment to come back out of the cave to save the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Die on the Christ or on the cross here for the Eagles. It's Nick Foles' time again to be the guy. And I think, I think he, if he does, if he does well here, he should request a trade. Yeah, he absolutely. should be requesting for a sure. trade. He should be Jacksonville. Worst. Maybe Jacksonville. If they don't get Joe Flacco, maybe Jacksonville. That's a thought. They need somebody. What are the Eagles going to do with Carson Wentz, though? They're going to keep him forever. He didn't. He didn't look right. I thought well, he's been hurt all year. Season. Yeah, when year. he came back, I didn't think he who was Carson. Hurt. Yeah, Carson Wentz is really good. Yeah, he he didn't look like the way he did. Was that the true story too? That he there was a broken vertebrae in his back, and the team didn't tell him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Carson like, Wentz or Nick Foles? Carson Wentz. So you the wonder team then. Didn't tell him. <laughs> no. This is coming fresh off of John Dorenboss going down to the Saints and his first physical being told that one of his arteries mm-hmm. is like 50 times too large. He needs heart surgery tomorrow or he's going to die. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have been playing football. Yeah. This is he played for years and years with the Eagles, mm-hmm. gone through a lot of physicals. There's right? another guy, Acho. He was a linebacker, I think. Sam Acho. Yeah, yeah, he's an ESPN analyst now and he had a similar incident where he was like he knew something was wrong went to the team docs they did they misdiagnosed it in favor of the team obviously and he went on a rant about it on Twitter. Is that what wow. they're claiming here that they misdiagnosed it or did somebody actually discover this one that seems they like they just it. withheld it. How are they defending that right now? How do you defend that? Yeah. 
I got to look into that. Why would you withhold it from such a young player, too? It's because you want face. him to go back on the field. Yeah, he's race. the face of their franchise. You just yeah. want him to play. Yeah, wouldn't you want to protect the face of your franchise? No, 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 no. Me, yeah, this is money. Yeah, you're, you're talking about asking us to think like them right. would be a very interesting move. Well, and that's what Acho said. He was like, their allegiance is to the team, not the players. So they're going to do whatever they need to do to ensure that they have a better chance to win on Sunday. And then that team yeah. spins it that their allegiance is to the city, and mm-hmm. then bang, bang, boom, the PR crisis goes. Player loses out in the end. Wouldn't you get a second opinion right away, though? No, 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 not really. Because he wants to play. Yeah, yeah, and you trust the doctor. You trust yeah. these. You, be, you see these people every day. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like whenever I had an injury on my knee – you you get it checked out by the doctors that are there and the trainers that are there. And you've become such friends with these people that you're like, okay, this doctor here is friends. With, I'm with these people more than I'm with anybody in front mm-hmm. office or anything like that. I'm much more often. They fly with us. We're friends with them. And if they're like, hey, we think your knee has this, you're just going to be like, all right, this is what they think. I feel like I can still play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm making a lot of money to do this. I'm going to just go ahead. Now, granted, if you're a guy who's like, oh, I'm going to go get a second opinion for sure because I don't trust you, like probably the smart move, but it's not a normal move because these are your friends telling yeah. you this, basically. Yeah, but Pat, they're also one of top three players on the team at that point because if you're that guy who's 40-something on the roster, you're like, fuck it. I need to get back on the field. I need to hold on to a job. Yeah, we well, just talking about Carson Wentz, though? Well, he's one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure he wanted to play, but also, I mean, sounds like either the doctor passed this on to somebody in the organization and they purposely withheld it or the doctor purposely The doctor it. would be the conversation. He'd be having a conversation with the doctor. If you're Carson Wentz, yeah. you're having a conversation with probably the GM in there, the doctors in there, and probably the owner even if, if it's Carson Wentz in there. There, yeah. And that's where that conversation is happening to tell him exactly what's wrong with him, and because he's a important. The fact if he was lied to about this back thing, that's that is, a big deal. This is a huge story. This yeah. is a very, very big story. And I'm assuming the NFLPA is about to lose their fucking minds about yeah. it. Right? Are they, will they come after the Eagles? Oh, yeah, Demory yeah. Smith will. He'll be on every ESPN show probably for the next two weeks talking about it. If I had to guess, because this will be a huge scandal. Right? 2020, 2020, we have another CBA. I think 2020, there's 2020. another 2020, there's another CBA. So this is just uh, CBA for the people who don't know what that is. Collective is, bargaining agreement, okay. which is what uh, we, it might be 2021. Now that I think about it, 2020, 2021. Yeah. This is when the lockout happened when the last CBA was up. Yeah. So they locked the doors. We mm-hmm. couldn't come to work. PR spin zone. Millionaire players are battling against billionaire owners. Where the billionaire owners uh, keep the team in our city. We like them more than the players. Players lose PR spin zone from the jump, which puts a lot of pressure on the players and negotiation. Agreed to a bad CBA deal, to be honest with you. I think it's bad. I, now, granted, I think the way that the business is handled between the NFLPA and the NFL isn't great. It's in like a let's go to battle conversation mm-hmm. all the time. Like, we're going to do this. You're going to do that. Like, it's always battle. There's never real business being talked, I don't think. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if it's the NFL's lawyer's side or the NFLPA's side. There's never really a common ground until Jeff Saturday came in, and Jeff Saturday somehow heroed this effort to <laughs> finish the CBA. I thought it was going to go on for much longer. I went on a hell of a bender. It was awesome. <laughs> the lockout, I wish it happened every single year, but it's going to happen again. It's going to happen. The lockout's going to happen in 2020 or 2021, whatever you say it is. In this moment, we'll be brought up during it for sure. And oh, it'll, yeah. it'll never be 50-50, bro. Ever. It'll never, ever be 50 Con- Contracts will never be guaranteed. It'll never be 50-50 just because the PR spin zone of how big football is and how important it is. We could always fill 
the player's spots if you don't want to play mindset, which is how the NFL feels. If it's a, if it's not you, it's somebody else. We don't give a fuck. And it's much different than a strike. It's them actually making us, letting us come to work until we agree on something. And it's like, well, probably going to get fucked. Yeah. Also, probably going to get fucked. Also, billionaires can wait out millionaires a lot longer. There it is. Than- Forever. Mm-hmm. And they got all the big lawyers too. Mm, they wow. got uh, they got all the best lawyers on earth working over the there. The big too. hog at the trough, man. Crazy. They're gonna eat. They're gonna eat. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see what Wentz decides to do because that's that's malpractice. So you're open, wide open, civilly, especially the doctor. Okay, are you are you get me the hell out of Philly immediately if that's the case? And it comes to light that they said, hey, we are holding back this. That's injury. so tough, isn't it? Yeah. It's gonna be very. Or hard. I won a hundred million dollars, you know, because you put my he could the say fact that. whether I can walk or not on the line. Because Captain his projected too. potential mm-hmm. yeah. earnings could be a hundred million dollars with the Aaron Rodgers thing, uh-huh. he could very much in court say that. Easily. That's wild, isn't it? To be interesting. Hey, I'd what did the Colts not sure. tell me, Gorman? What, <laughs> what did they, Gorman? You were in there. What did they not tell me? <laughs> if I'm Carson Wentz, though, I am pretty upset, mostly because I probably viewed these doctors and people as friends. Yeah, and they were just lying just to us. So after a lockout, players' relationships with like the owners are they? Is it bad? I don't know. Everybody kind of wanted it to be, but Jim Irsay, <laughs> Jim Irsay and I ran into each other after the lockout in training camp, and I said, because uh, we weren't allowed to talk. Mm-hmm. They weren't allowed to talk to us. Nobody was allowed to talk to the players. So it was a very interesting dynamic, especially whenever I went and played for the Columbus crew and all that shit. So it was cool, and then whenever I saw Jim Irsay, I came up to him and I was like, "Boss, I never unfollowed you on Twitter." <laughs> and he's, he said, "I didn't unfollow you." <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I feel like guys, guys realize it's business, though, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we—it's all business to an extent. It's like, yo, you guys got billions of dollars, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's can we? Can, there has to be a way. But then you look at it from the NFLPA side. There is never one NFLPA meeting where I heard them started off with saying, you know what, we're going to try to do real business with the NFL this time. It's always like, if they do this, we're going to fucking do this. If they do this, there's no like, hey, let's actually try to be a a business here. It's always like them versus us. us But then again, Pat, you've got that small group of all-stars and superstars in the NFL that is dwarfed by the everyman lunch pail guys that we don't even know their names that are 40-something on the roster. you got those guys, right? They want to work. Superstars are like, pay me my $12 million. It should be $18 million. These guys that are making up a huge part of the rosters, the guys that we don't even know their names, even though he's been a, a right, way, right guard for two years. We I do know their names. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, but I'm saying those guys are like, let's go to work, bro. I want to. I only got so many years in this league. Let's yeah. go to work. I'm not sitting out two years yeah. or waiting for the 12 million to turn to 18 million for our superstar wide yeah. receiver. And that's what happened with the salary cap. Quarterbacks' uh, salaries all went up. Everybody mm-hmm. else's right. salaries yeah. went down. Yeah. And then the the vet men got raised like 500 grand. Mm-hmm. And then the rookie men is uh, like 400. And the vet men's like nine hundred, mm-hmm. and vets are just getting chopped because yep. they're saving that five hundred. Right. They're like, yeah. if we cut two vets, bang, that's an extra million dollars. We can go pay somebody else. <laughs> so everything in the negotiation that they thought were helping everybody, they yeah. only helped the quarterbacks and the rookies. They didn't help like everybody else in the league. It was terrible negotiation. Yeah, <laughs> terrible, like terrible, terrible negotiation. What if what if the NFLPA came to you when you played and said, hey? Uh, 
we're gonna we're, we're thinking about taking an extra ten percent of everybody's pay to put it in a pension fund so that everybody gets like a fat pension, like a really good pension when they're eligible to retire and collect. Would, would you think most players would do that? Would you have done everybody that? would do it? It's no question. But we, nobody's come to you to try to beef up that pension. The payout, pension right? is matched. Four hundred one k is matched by the NFL. Right. Right? The four hundred one k is very nice. It, it is a great pension. The retirement pension shit is very nice with the NFL. NFL PA wise though, there's no fund that they have created. But your pension's only good because of the four hundred one k. It's not yes. the pension pension. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think I know that. Should answer. be lifetime health insurance though for a player. If you strap these down are a the helmet, things. Yeah. If the, you strap down a helmet for an after. Afternoon, one afternoon. I don't give a flip. That that sport is far too violent and far far not for every man on earth or oh, every woman on earth. More, yeah. Health See, insurance for I anyone. Don't fully agree with that. Well, well I, I think I, forever. But I think it's a you long can, time. forever. No, yes. I'm talking about if you strapped on. I think if you have one vested year, which okay, I think is five then we'll games. We'll say one year, okay? But I'm saying you should have health insurance to participate on those afternoons for the NFL making money for them. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I agree. Question. If you're a vest, one vested season, I yeah. think you should. I think you absolutely should get. Healthcare forever. forever. Now, granted, the Hall of Famers—they're like, oh, you can start with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they pay us three hundred and ten thousand yeah. too because we're doing a lot of good. It's wild. <laughs> wait, 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 back up there. They did do a lot of good, Pat. Yeah, of course they did. I mean, they did. They really did. They—they they weren't getting crap back in the late sixties, mid seventies. Who these like Hall that. of Famers? You're telling me Ray Lewis? What the fuck does Ray Lewis owe three hundred and ten? What does the NFL owe Ray Lewis? I'm with you on the Ray Lewis a Hall. Of well, Famer that's the one who's chart. doing it. No, it was Dickerson. Yeah, but it's that group though. That Ooh. was that entire that it was the. Oh hall- yeah, he signed on on it. Yeah, that yeah. whole Hall of Fame. But that, group. that but that old boy who comes up that was a you know who's been on the ballot for since mid seventies and he finally made it. How about him getting a thing. big bonus? That's like, what I'm saying. He he walks with a cane up to the mic when he goes up. There. That's a guy who doesn't have lifetime health insurance. They should absolutely have it. I agree with the the lifetime health insurance for sure. But I I don't agree with the Hall of Famers just saying, well, it should be for us first and then for everybody else. It's like, yeah, get the fuck out. Uh-huh. You already sucked off the media enough. That's why you're in there, yeah. right? Most of them. Yep. A lot of good players that are not in the Hall of Fame because they're not big media people. Yeah. Let's say, not that I would ever want to be, but I just feel like it is another showing of the NFL players not being good business people. It's like, it's just... I think it's bad business. Mm-hmm. I think it's bad business from top to bottom. Pat, I agree. Patriots suck this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it this whole time. I've been saying it this whole time. You did say in August. They look different. You said in August after the uh, uh, it was after that video surface of them doing the kick returns with the linemen. Yeah, which you they said, do every year. Which by they the way. do every year. Yeah. But it was the first year I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been saying it since Super Bowl actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it since Super Bowl when I knew the Eagles were going to win. You won't hear me say one bad word about them until they're out of the playoffs. Because you don't want them to creep up. The Patriots? Yeah. Steelers all the way back, huh? All the way back. (laughs) All the way back. Couldn't have come back quicker? Never a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Not a one? Never a doubt. Not even one little doubt? Not one fucking doubt. No, there was doubt. I thought for sure. I if I could have bet my entire everything that I have in my bank, so like seventeen dollars, yeah, all of it, um, that they would have scored on that last drive, I would have bet it. That's the, just the what pads. Tom Brady does, by the way. Two yeah. minutes and 30 yeah. seconds left. Tom Brady on the field. Every single time. Need a touchdown. First and goal. This is different. Mm-hmm. This is why it's different. It is different. Honestly, the whole time I was thinking, like, is Belichick going to go for two here? Like, I, I, I in my mind, was. I know they're going to oh, score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. My thing is, are they going to go for two and get the win? I was pretty mad at you for putting that in the air. <laughs> I, was also thinking, jinxed them. I, I was also thinking that, though, because the Anthony Lynn move. Yeah. I, assu- I assume he would have went for two there. Eh, I don't know. If Our defense t- is playing well. If they Tom Brady right down that field, if they just 
like that first pass to Edelman, mm-hmm. I think they definitely go for two. I think they're like, yeah, we're clicking. Mm-hmm. We're humming right now. This team's on the ropes. Let's go ahead and fucking stick them with a dagger. What I hate now is I'm super confident <laughs> about the Saints, and now it's gonna, I'm just going to crum- crumble. Rams might be done. Yeah. yeah. Goff has been playing like shit. Rams yeah. might be done. A lot of, lot of big personalities. Once big personalities start going south, things start set heading quickly, quickly, quickly. Those big-name corners they brought on are playing like dog shit as well. Yep. Gurley got banged up last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I called him Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> I called him Golden State. That happens. Chiefs are, uh, Chiefs are falling apart. Yep. Yeah. AFC's pretty open. I'm kind of nervous that Houston all of a sudden is going to go on. You let the here. Colts get in there, by the way. Everybody's in deep shit. Yeah. Hey, I love the Colts. The Colts dude, might be scary. the best team in the AFC. Everybody right now. is oh, in. Dude, don't do that. Everybody <laughs> is in the deepest hey, of shits. If the weapons. Colts get into the playoffs, yeah, they have. They, I mean, offensively, well, they're, I mean, they're very, Ebron they're leads the NFL in touchdowns and he drops five passes. <laughs> <a game. laughs> they just beat the Cowboys twenty-three and zero, and Who? Luck did not score. A t- he didn't throw a touchdown. What do you mean, yeah, Cowboys? No running game. What do you mean, Cowboys? Who? You heard me. Who? They're, they're, they're what do you mean? Who? Who have the Cowboys beat? Show me someone the Cowboys have beat. They've won what? Four in a row? Five in a row. Five in a row. Five in a row, including the Saints. Colts yeah. don't have any weapons. They got T.Y. Owen just got another 1,000 yards. Eric Ebron who? is the number one tight end. game. Max and Marlon Mack is running. Who? Again? I'm not worried about the Colts yet. No. Not, not even No, a not a chance. Not, no. not a keep, chance. Keep who are you fucking worried about? You lost to the Dolphins. I'm worried about the Chargers and the Chiefs. Chargers are real. Chargers are legit. Chargers are a real problem. They're getting everyone back next but, week, too. Oh, yeah. They definitely look beatable. I mean, they're coming from behind. Uh, a yeah, lot without Melvin there. Gordon, yeah. they look beatable. But once Melvin Gordon steps back on that field, that offense is absurd. When uh, from position, I'm going to say, don't three. sleep on the Steelers right now. I've lost confidence oh, in all these teams God that were the powerhouses. Steelers, I think God. the Steelers are going to win it all. Get out of my face! The Steelers that. are going to win the Super Bowl Not this year, and I just <laughs> fucked you so hard. Yeah, put my entire boy, <laughs> No, I was just fucking about you, the Colts. You were just being mean to Connor earlier, so I wanted to get you back. Hey, you think th- Boz? Hey, thanks, you think Boz makes more kicks? No. You don't think he No, after I saw him tossing his fucking helmet in the pregame, like it's pre like What do you think? You don't think that that type of anger carries into the pregame? No, no, I do. No, I don't think it was anger. I think it was frustration. Like I can't fucking do it. That's why he's throwing his helmet in the pregame. That 32 yard looked bad. Yeah. But then he banged that 48 yarder right down the pipe. Fucking pure. It was good from 60. So it's not like that kick's just going like he's like, all right, I'm done. I think it could. I'm saying I hope hope it does. I think it could, by the way. That's a next stroke, best stroke type situation. That's like a good juju going into the week here of practice. That's. That's a Patriots. high note. That was to beat the Patriots. Well, I saw too. some guy yesterday on the on Twitter. He's like, "Yeah, every once in a while, I hit a great fucking drive, 330, right down the middle, and then I shank the next one." That guy also <laughs> not a professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> does a kick for the fucking Steelers. Yeah. What can but make you mad boss? in pregame? What's that? What can make you mad in pregame that you smash your when you're mishitting? When a, you just can't it, the, figure it out. If you saw the game, they showed the clip of him missing the kick, oh, basically the same that. as the field goal that he missed, <laughs> and he smashed his helmet right in the middle. That's of right. It's got to be frustrating. Watching. I wonder what he's going through. He's going through some stuff. Feels like he's. Do you call a psychologist for that? What's that? Do you get a psychologist? I or? would if they, I was they him. They brought in sushi to be his kicker. I don't know how that helps. By the way, I don't know how that helps. Yeah, I it's didn't like get that either. Coach. It's like when golfers change swing coaches, maybe. But were him and mm. Swedish tight? Uh, he took his job. He took sushi's job. That's 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 <laughs> what yeah. I'm saying. Like, was he tight with him? That'd be interesting if like Vinatieri hits a little bit of a law. We bring Stover in, Matt Stover. I assume uh, the only way they would bring him in if they had a relationship before. Yeah, like, you can't seems have like not. that would be the case. 
Like, or at least they'd ask you're him. expecting a lot of people <laughs> if you're, that seems to be the case like asking boz like do you like Sweezum? but you don't think boz asked for him you think it was i don't specifically know specifically the coach i don't know him? it was like the way it went down Sweezum got hurt trying to make a what it was a pregame tackle or, hall yeah, of fame game yeah hall so of famers there wasn't really any bad blood he's still on the roster the entire year mm. like so, oh, they so know. maybe he was helping him then mm-hmm. maybe Pat, let this hey, Pat, is venetary comfortable i mean season in season out I'm being serious. When 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 you're talking about job, you have your yes. job. But is he one game away of butchering four field goals where they're saying "fuck it, we're we're moving on"? Do you think that? And, and I'm talking I think about he a Hall of Fame acts kicker. that way. He acts that but, way, but not reality. But though. no way, it's reality. Vinny could go miss his next twenty kicks; he wouldn't cut him. <laughs> but in his mind, Vinatieri misses one in practice. He feels as if he's probably going to get cut. Like one miss in practice is a full on pissed off situation sure. it's it, that's but that's what's the difference you know is that non-comfortable chip on the shoulder feel at all times uh, go you know? for all special teamers including last, long sappers i think everyone on the team except unless you're uh, an elite player on the team you yeah but you got a lot of motherfuckers that are run four twos their entire life who have just been studs everywhere they go and then they get to the nfl and they're not mm-hmm. their backups are special teamers mm-hmm. and it's like yeah they don't really they're like yeah well i'm supposed to be here it's like, yeah, no, nope, no. Nope. One thing that makes me feel good about Boz is he's going zero dark 23. He deleted his Twitter. I saw We're focused Smart. strictly on kicking. Smart. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I that's think, a big man. deal, right? I yeah. think he had his boy. I think he had like somebody in his squad <laughs> pregame, gave him a little, little texty text. Hey, I missed one motherfucking kick tonight. You delete that entire <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. You get rid of it all, man. You get rid of it. I don't want to see it. I can't even imagine his Twitter after that missed field goal. Dude. I can't even imagine oh, it. I'm sure rude. there were death threats. Just oh, rude. Yeah. Definitely death oh, threats. Oh, yeah. 100% death just threats. Just rude stuff coming from Yenzers, too. And that's the shit you just don't need when you're trying to figure it out. No. Like, no. it's not like he's going out there like, ah, fuck it. Like, he's trying. He's actively trying to be better. But yeah. you know what? Maybe him, maybe him getting away from the toxic... Mm-hmm. Mentions, which I'm assuming are plenty. Yes. Just get away from it. Maybe just go disappear for a little get bit. Get that mind right. Get the other disappear. Maybe a little music. Maybe some vitamins. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Go kick vitamin down. If, if Chris Boswell is listening, go ahead to that UPMC indoor facility down there on the mm-hmm. south side. Get vitamin up and just kick and just figure it out. I did it in that same building. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of room in there. Maybe get some music, get a plug in. Mm-hmm. Get a plug into the speaker system of the whole building, put on some tunes in there, and just go figure it out. Let old Boz figure out old Boz. Have a little fun. By I, the way, like and that. if you can't do it in there, <laughs> think about just hopping in a car. Get <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out. I, I went into the Colts facility when the new regime came in. I was told that I have to learn how to directional punt. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gone. This is all my contract year, so I'm going into my contract year. Learn how to directional punt, or you're gone because we're already signing somebody who knows. Exact words. Who were you talking about? That was a special teams coach. First words he said to me. That's your guy, though, I thought. Yeah, yeah, my guy. So he (laughs) says, first conversation, he says that to me. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll learn how to do that. He said, also, lose weight. You look terrible. And I was like, wow. I said, are we trying to to look good or be good? (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh Are we trying to look good or be good? Uh, he, he said, well, looking the part is a huge part of it. I was like, well, we're fucked looking at you, right? And then I like <laughs> laughed. I like gave him a laugh. I thought we were joking. He was like, and why don't you go watch some film of guys that are good? And I was like, this fucking guy. Ooh, wow. So I walk out of his office, right? I walk out of his office. I go into the locker room. I'm like, I go to Vinny. I'm like, have you met the new special teams coach? He's like, uh, no. I'm like, he's a joy, man. I, uh, 
he might treat you differently, but it seems like he's a real fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> and Vinatieri goes in there, and Vinny talks to him. I guess he told Vinny that he needed Vinny to start doing these drills and shit. Vinny comes back out. He's like, that guy's going to be tough. I was like, tough, <laughs> yeah. tough, tough. But I, it helped me out immensely, learning how to directional punt. But I went into the Colts facility at like 1230 at night one time. I couldn't sleep. It was... Uh, I think it was. I think it was right before season or during season. I don't know. What it was I checked in with the, the? We didn't have a security front door. We only had one guy that sat in a car and he slept basically. Right. So we didn't have a gate at the time. So I go in. I park my car in the back. I the door was open. I knew the open door. I get in. I have my little thing, and I turn on the lights. I have music playing in there. It's just me in the facility, like twelve thirty, twelve forty five a.m. And I'm just kicking. I'm having a good time. I'm figuring it out, pounding things off the roof, and that security guard. Comes Comes in like eyes like he just woke up. <laughs> Everybody knew the guy. And he goes, uh, he's on the phone. He goes, oh, it's just McAfee. <laughs> and I look over and I go, oh, what's up, man? He goes, yeah, I don't know. How long are you going to be here? And I was like, ah, hopefully not that long. He's, hopefully not that long. Yeah, I, I could stay in here for him if you want. Yeah. All right. He goes, I'm going to head out to the car. <laughs> He's like, let me know if you need anything. I was like, you got it. It was like a really cool. Mm-hmm. It was a That's pretty like a scene out of a movie. It was. It guy was a guy goes to the, there in the middle of the night, flips on the lights himself, and just starts fucking banging balls. Well, I was trying to learn how to directional punt because they yeah. did bring in a guy who knew how to directional punt. And that guy was legitimately thought he was going to take my job. And I didn't directional punt. I just hit the ball far because uh-huh. I didn't know how to punt. So I was just trying to figure it out as we go. And that kid. This kid was a terrible punter, mm-hmm. but he was definitely a better directional punter. <laughs> so it was very difficult for me to like sit there because I could just stand like 20, 30 yards behind that guy and launch balls the way he launches and land at the same spot. Right. But directional was a whole different ball game. So I like really, and it was going into my contract year too. I'm like, fuck, of course. <laughs> me and that guy ended up getting along a little bit more, special teams guy, a little bit. He was he was he left the Colts quickly. When you saw McManus, remember they brought in McManus to take off the pressure off of Venetari's leg. What training camp? I Brandon think that McManus. Was. Yeah. Did you see him as a seven year guy who's going to be on the same team? Yeah, he lived in my house for a little bit. Me he, and Brandon McManus got along well. I had to teach him how to not party. <laughs> On specific evenings. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, hey, if you're going to kick tomorrow, let's, let's show up in in good spot. Brandon McManus and I used to have a good time together. He loved his time in Indianapolis. I feel like we taught him a lot. Cody Parkey, too, now part of the NFC North champions. Good mm-hmm. for him. Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Good for your Bears, by the way. Oh, feels good. It should. Oh, yeah. You guys are a good football team. But yeah, all those guys that come in, we we they have such big. Everybody can kick the ball for us, just whether or not mentally they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that's what whenever people come into our training camp, that was what we. Obviously, watching Vinatieri is a huge deal. Yeah. But I feel like mentally we got guys to a good spot. Like, hey, this is what, this is how this all rolls here. You're mm-hmm. either gonna do this or you're not. You know that type of thing. I I wanted to talk to Boz bad like two weeks ago. Yeah. Bad bad. Never reached out. Do you think that's what Seabass was thinking? We're either going to do this or we're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, he's been in the league for 18 C-Bass, years. I mean, Seabass's normal move is the fake hammy. Seabass <laughs> normally runs and then fakes the hamstring and like bobbles and then the guy runs by and then he like kind of walks it off and he's like, oh, okay, that was good. Seabass <laughs> is a notorious I'm going to get out of here situation. I'm- but I think he showed that guy a lot of respect. He thought the guy was coming faster, you mm-hmm. see? Yeah. He thought he was coming faster 
He just so happened to be, and then the guy just ran around. I'm surprised he didn't give a fucking high five as was you were <laughs> Hey, got it, man. You got by them. You're good. Hey, that guy is hysterical. I mean, let's man. be honest. Seabass, if he tries there, gives 100%. He's still not making yeah, the tackle, most likely. What are the chances he was going to Seabass like 260, 270. That's, that's what I'm saying. He puts a little bit of... If just get in the way. Bump. He, J.K. Scott, the Packers guy, literally did a chest bump to a guy tackle him. I think I think Seabass could have done that, but if Seabass gets hurt there... I mean, that's a huge travesty for the fucking Seahawks there. You know what I mean? Yeah. JK looks like he's been stuffed in a locker a few times. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so he, looks, he was just standing there. He's he's a good kicking I'm happy he's good at kicking balls, mm-hmm. honestly. Because he's, he's fun and you get it. <laughs> he was standing there completely flat-footed, just feet completely together. Just standing 14 yards behind the snapper, straight up and down. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen a least a less athletic stance in my life, <laughs> my entire life. And then he catches it, he kind of bobbles it, he like prances two steps, and then he just swings, and then he jog. He's an interesting cat, that guy. There is zero aggression in that guy's life. Yeah. Zero aggression, zero explosiveness, really. He's just a fucking bomber, though. Loves doing yoga. Yeah, he was willing to leave uh, during like the second quarter of a game earlier this year because, you know, the birth of his kid. Gorman, you're a guy with no kids. Say so you're a punter for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, still in it, kinda. Your team, they, nobody has given up hope on your team just yet. Things are looking positive. Your wife potentially giving birth night of game. Mm-hmm. If she's going to give birth, would you leave game at halftime? Honey, I love you so much. Get your sister on Facetime, and I'll be there for you. All right. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go into. The, I'm going to go in the medical tent. If the if in the blue tent, to put up the blue tent. <laughs> J.K. Hey. Scott is giving birth. That's, That's it. If she's spitting out the kid, I'll take. I'll say, Coach, I need five minutes with my wife. Her sister's running Facetime. I'll be ready to kick. Just grab me. That's a good idea. Actually. Oh, I thought you wanted to give birth in the blue tent. No, 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 no. Well, no. he is. It's a. It's a two. Yeah, yeah. It's a two. It's a. He's parent. there on the other land, other end of the I Facetime. Guess, so I thought she would be in the blue tent. Well, uh, maybe it's a projector in the blue tent mm-hmm. of like the movie. The whole scene. Yep. He just walks in. Yep. Maybe sits down. Call me if you need me. Crosby, <laughs> Mason, come on. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, actually. It's about to come out. It's about to come out right Man, now. can we go? Third and long. <laughs> Third and long. I'll be right back. I made, I, I said something about that when it happened. Like, I would have never in a million years left, mm-hmm. ever in a million years left. And I got some tweets from people like, oh, he wasn't going to leave. The Packers were just being nice to have an extra plane for him. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Packers just offering yeah. up fucking 100 grand. Right. <laughs> He's being very nice, being very fucking nice. <laughs> the NFL season never stops, man. No, it's awesome. it not. It's absolutely beautiful. I'll, uh, I think that's all we got here. All right. Thank you all so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. Joe Thomas, big thanks to him. AQ Shipley as well. To all the boys in the office, I'm thankful for their time every single day. And for you, the listeners, I am so thankful for you. I'd like to give away a block set. There's only a few of them out there. Only a few. To possibly win. The block set. I need you to tag us in a tweet in which you are telling others to subscribe to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. We need boots on the ground out there. Show's growing. It is a lot of fun to watch the show in the way it's going. The way people are starting to respond and interact with all of us, including Boston Connor, who's only been here for a couple months. Our show and our, off, our small business here is so thankful for all you that fucks with us. Please show us that you want to go a little boots on the ground. Let's do one week push here before the new year. So whenever we come in the new year, we're hitting the ground running. Got a lot more friends, got a lot more family. And 
to be honest, we got a lot more love for everybody. We're so thankful for you. Have an incredible, incredible Tuesday. We'll be back on Thursday. Darius Leonard, linebacker for the Colts, probably rookie defensive player of the year. I'll be interviewing him from the Colts facility and also very special guest. Very special guest. Tell your friends we're so thankful for you. Also, be hilarious. Be creative. Win that block set, okay? it's. I want to give it away to somebody that makes Nick Marotto laugh. Nick Marotto never laughs. <laughs> he hates Will Smith. I live with him. Never seen him laugh. It's a sad story. Maybe not make Nick laugh. That's a little bit tough. You make me laugh, though. We're probably off to a good start. I don't do a lot of the voting on a lot of these things, but I'll tell you what. My voice carries a lot of weight in these situations. You make me laugh, we'll keep it moving. I appreciate you all. Now, um, Ty Schmidt hit the phone calls from earlier. Hello? It's working. It's working. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Brian and Champagne. Hey, merch idea genius. How's the wife? How's the family? They're doing good. How are you guys? Good, good. So we're not officially live right now, but we will be recording this for tomorrow. I think the world would love to hear what Brian and Champagne has been cooking up from a merch standpoint, life standpoint, everything along those lines, Brian. My God, the pressure's on, huh? Yes, a lot of pressure, by the way. We haven't heard. This is your only at bat here for about four months now. This is your only at bat. Right. What about. Uh, the fuck? I honestly think. Get out of the way. The, uh, there is something backing up towards you, Brian. Huh? Sorry. Some, yeah, it's all right. It's Christmas time. I'm not here playing the role of Santa Claus. Oh, I got my you're little. You're done. Office we got another call. Got Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. The real Santa Claus wears brown. Oh, I agree oh, with yeah, that. That's I true. agree with that. I agree with that. You UPS guys mm-hmm. kick a lot of ass out there. Let's not ruin anything for the kids. Obviously, Scott Calvin, but uh, <laughs> we, our small business needs your brain, Brian. We've been missing it. Um, I think you guys went the wrong way with the Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys cheat code shirt. You should have put Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones on there. You think so? How oh. come? Yeah, because they cheat us out of a great season every year. <laughs> Jesus. Not wrong. Are you a diehard uh, Cowboys fan? Yeah, and I almost texted or tweeted Todd yesterday to I'll take a bet on the uh, Cowboys-Colts game. Thank God I didn't. Yeah, you guys, wow. got, you guys got a fucking steamrolled, cuzzy. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't great. Brian, neither is that sound. I can't <laughs> Brian, I miss you. I appreciate you. Tell your wife we said hello, will you? Will do. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Merry, it. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. So what happened back there? You think he was getting a truck was backing up into him? I think he yeah. was delivering packages with uh, Bluetooth in as well. Yeah, that's so, what I'm thinking. So we got a call right there in the middle. Is that from somebody who called in this line? Yeah, it is someone new. We're back. Let's go. Oh, wow. I'm excited for this. It's a good system we got. Hello, what's your name? Where are you Great. calling from? Hey, I'm Jake from Champaign. Oh, Illinois. Illinois, yep. I think I just heard from a guy delivering some shit to you. <laughs> Jake, Brian and, Cham- Brian and Champaign, Illinois just called. We know Will in Champaign, Illinois. Uh-huh. I think we need to do a show I'm in Champaign. I'm with Will. Me what? and Will know each other. How's, how's Crack the Egg came first? Oh, my God. Some of the best freaking food ever, let me tell you. No free pubs here. No free pubs. <laughs> I'm happy to hear it's going well. What are you up to, man? What do you want to talk about? Uh, I didn't have too much, man. I'm getting uh, a little bit of a late lunch. You know, it's it's one thirty my time over here. So, 
What are you having for lunch? Oh boy, Todd. I'm having some fucking Sonic. Oh, I'm poor choice. <laughs> a little chili dog, chili dog cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Call himself cheap. You don't have to pile on with it. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. I said we'll say that that commercial's run its course with the two guys. Oh, those two oh, guys. Yes. It was good for a minute. Surprise. About that Surprise is. here. I don't well, hate him. I, was about to say, <laughs> I like him too. I'm on your side. I, don't I, don't like, I think the guy that makes me laugh. I hate oh. everyone else. I don't hate those guys. I don't think I've ever had a Sonic anything in my entire uh, life. Same. I don't never think I've ever I do know that they hire funny fucking oh, yeah. guys to run their thing. There was one at that one mall we never went to uh, on 28. Yeah, see, we never never traveled out no. there. I yeah. am shocked you guys like those two jabronis. Yeah, I knew it would. I can't <laughs> believe it. I think it's because they purposely go over the top. The, the guy sitting shotgun? Uh, top five commercial guy of all time. Yep. Yeah, what? See, I, I yeah, don't I mind him as much the as the guy one. driving. The, the guy one. driving, I really don't like. Oh, they don't switch places? They changed never. the driver. I don't think so. He's the same guy. No, the same guy, yeah, yeah. Same no, guy. The they same added, guy. They, they've been mixing it up. They added the two ladies the one time. Yeah. yeah. Back and forth I didn't see it. that. Uh, let's not be terribly. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen it. The guy sitting shotgun, though, is the top five commercial yes, guy in history. For sure. We can talk about the fucking uh, Havoc. Mayhem is a top. He's great. Mayhem is a electric. Awesome. Genius idea, by the way. I'm a phone that just He's just sitting on the lap, and then the guy dies, basically. Flo is definitely in there. Flo is definitely in there. You got to go with... The Gecko from Geico. Yes, for sure. Bro, he showed up last night in the middle of a game and just was leaning on a mug at one point. <laughs> and then he tried something that was too spicy. And he goes, oh, too spicy. And he just walks off the screen. I was like, the Geico Gecko just made like a two-minute... like." <laughs> Like, just did a two-minute set. Like an A-list celebrity. Didn't even talk about Geico, really. Didn't even talk no, about it. No, that's what's the beauty. Like, that commercial did is so good. But if you like, if I was in charge and you brought that as a pitch to the table, no I'd be way. like, no way yeah, we're doing it. Right. Okay, I get a Gecko, Geico. But then the commercial plays, and I'm like, fucking go. Well, they also gave him an accent. You give a little lizard an accent. Did you not order yet? <laughs> what are you ordering? I had a, a cheeseburger and some tots. What the fuck just what, what what just happened there? It felt like you were reordering her. No, no, she gave me my order she and she went up to his to car. Skate? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they rollerblade up to the car. Yeah. Uh, what? They still? No, I didn't know they right. still did. In the winter, not in the winter. They definitely do in the summer. Wow, that's he, awesome. He just said, "Did she? Did she skated that up to you?" No, she didn't. She walked it out. Oh, uh, bullshit. I, Cutting back. Not my fucking Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> that commercial's not playing as well as it used to. Yeah, if you're not getting the burger covered with chili cheese and Fritos, you're doing it wrong. What? That's an option? Oh, yeah. That, that sounds amazing. Commercial I've, never had, I've never had Sonic. Always wanted the Same. slushes. The slushes yeah, in the commercial. Yeah, they talk about the ice. Always. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's some special recipe or something. Have you ever been to 7-Eleven? Yeah, I've been to 7-Eleven once or twice. Then you've had them. Uh, okay. Think you've never been. <laughs> to where? You, to Sonic. No, I have. I said I never went to that one. Uh, huh. What do you got on tap for the rest of the day, bub? Uh, I'm studying for finals. I'm I'm a college student, so uh, nice. What yeah. year? What? I, I don't want to study at all. What year are you? You don't have to. I'm a junior. I'm studying mechanical oh, engineering. Mechanical engineering sounds like you're probably gonna fail that one. <laughs> <laughs> feels like you got to study for that one. That one feels like you got to study. And don't worry yeah, about it. By the way, hard. I just saw a stat. I think it's 1.2 trillion dollars worth of student debt. It's the most <laughs> in the history. So don't even worry about it. You're oh yeah. Yeah, you're just adding to a. You're just adding to a stat. <laughs> let me. Um, let me see. They have the stat on. Um, I've got a third of it. 
I think it was one point two billion or trillion. Trillion, got it. Trillion. Trillion. Probably like trillion. I think it's trillion. Yeah. In student loan debt, they got everybody in this thing. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They got everybody. Oh got, yeah. We're just paying they back got China. Me. We were just going to pay it to China. They got me. They got you. They yep. got me. They got you. They got me. They got they got everybody because they told you that you couldn't become anything unless you go yep. and get loans from us. Yeah, and they were right because without my English <laughs> without my English degree, I don't think I'd be sitting oh, yeah. here today. <laughs> you know, I thought about, I thought about like, You know. I thought about sending a pub to work at Arby's for like a month so you guys know what it's like. <laughs> I, I wanted you guys to have to earn it a little Should bit. Should I go work at the Sonic? You know, <laughs> yeah, pay for this fucking guy. yeah, but you better be on your fucking skates. You <laughs> <laughs> hey, good luck on hey, that test, man. I got my loans to party. What'd you say, you? I said I didn't I didn't take out my loans to party though, Pat. Oh, a little judgmental there from the Ooh. Sonic guy. What? I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, his job paid you, pretty I fucking well at the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. I appreciate you, man. Good luck on your test. If I was to say, what hey. is, what is uh, mechanical engineering, anyways? So uh, basically, anything that involves a moving mechanical system or something that goes together. You know, you've well, you got have to uh, quiet that, right? anything like involving cars, no. involving assembly lines that make cars. Uh, I think it's a good gimmick. Anything that, mm-hmm. anything that moves, really. any sort of mechanical thing that moves, just nothing that deals with wires or electricity. But I'm worried about, like, that guy gave a good answer there. I couldn't even, I have no idea what he said because we're talking about that ringtone right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. What? I know what mechanics. Bridges. He built bridges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> glorified, hey. glorified architect. Hey, we appreciate you calling in, man. Good luck out there. Go, go do well on your final. All right. Hey, you too, Pat. Thanks a lot. Hey, thank you, man. See ya. Yeah, I can't mute it because then it'll mute the caller, too. Mm. Oh, that's okay. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's British Will. How's it going? British Will, we just got three calls from Champaign. Only calls from Illinois. Hey, we've gotten three calls from Champaign, Illinois thus far, Will, and we've gotten two commercial for Crack the Egg Came First already. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It was awesome. It was really good. Will, how have you been? I miss that British voice of yours. I'm good. I'm good. I don't miss my British voice, mate. I hear it every fucking day. So, how you been, lads? Everyone, everyone keeping well? Uh, everybody's keeping well. It's uh, it's personality season right now at the office. We've got a lot of big boys here beefing up for the weight loss competition. I don't know if you've heard about that. we got another one coming in. I have, yeah. Some of, some of us don't need to beef up. We're already a little bit large. So, uh, yeah. Keep it going, lads. Keep finding those pounds so you can lose it, innit? Hey, Todd. Todd almost had a uh, a stroke on stage on Saturday yeah. doing one of his tricks. Uh, yeah, I got pretty animated up there and almost passed out. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, I, and that's I how we know it's working, Todd. I almost took the drive. I almost witnessed him dying, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, he should have. Well, as long as Will, how is the sandwich company coming? It's good. It's good. I've just literally closed the truck to talk to you, lads. So uh, <laughs> I've made that sacrifice. Um but yeah, we, we might be getting a store up in uh, Chicago shortly, so uh, it's pretty exciting times. Yeah. That's go. awesome for you, Will. Moving on up. We hope you crush it. We're going to go to the next caller, but know that we're going to do this on a much more regular basis, and we'll give you the number to call right in. Yeah, that would be great, lads. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. Thank you, Will. Cheers, mate. Hey, anything happened Cheers. in England that we need to know about? Everybody hates that princess. Why does everybody hate that princess? Well, everyone hates the fucking uh, the bitch that's running the country at the minute, and that's not the queen. <laughs> it's the fucking uh, the equivalent of uh, what? I don't even know. Not the president. The silver fox cunt. The she's prime horrible. minister. What happens? The, what what happened? Pa- well, she's like fighting for a job again or some shit, and everyone's turning against her, and like she's just contradicting herself. 
is a load of bollocks, mate. There'll be a civil war soon, I reckon. <laughs> In England? <laughs> yeah, probably. I well, mean, why not? I'm not there, so if, I don't really care to be much, to be honest. Is it Queen's people versus President's people? I don't know, mate. Like, I'm, I, all I do, I do what uh, Diggs and a few of the other boys do now. I just literally read the headline and mm-hmm. speculate. Join the. <laughs> <laughs> That's the internet, by the way. That's the entire internet. Hey, little tip. Join the North if that happens. <laughs> always, always defend the North, Diggs. Uh, uh, Will, we appreciate you. But yeah, they hate that princess. I didn't know. I there, there's uh, also something, yeah. Will, I don't know if you know anything about Brexit, but I'm seeing a lot of Benedict Cumberbatch and a lot of Brexit commercials. What does that have to do with England? Is it correct? Yeah, they lost yeah they Brexit. Lost. So they want us. They want us to. So it's basically leave the EU or not. Mm. So be like just ourselves again. So it's all the old fuckers that are like in their old ways. They're like, yeah, fuck Europe, fuck all the immigrants and all this, and let's just be our own again. And then the younguns are being like, no, we need to stay in the EU. So it's like I don't know what Cumberbatch or Cumberdick or whatever his name is doing <laughs> because. It's like, he he, he should be all about the EU. He should be all about it, but not my place to say. I thought Brexit happened like two years ago. Yeah, there was a big party. Didn't you guys have a big party a couple years ago for the Brexit thing? Yeah, yeah. So apparently it's like months and months of conversations, well, years obviously now, um, for it to go through. But then some little uh, Timmy Big Dick just wants to be like, no, we don't want it to go through. So that throws a cog in the works. But, yeah, I'm sure someone, if this goes on the show tomorrow, someone will tweet me and be like, you're talking bollocks, Will. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I could be talking bollocks. That happens every show, Will. (laughs) Our show is filled with bollocks. We appreciate you, Will. Thank you so much, man. Take it easy, boys. Thanks. Cheers. Bollocks is such a great word. Oh, it's awesome. Bullshit, right? A lot yeah. of good words. I mean, bullshit, bloody hell, I really wish he dropped one of those. What does bloody hell mean? He's also allowed to use the C word, which is awesome, too. So are we. You, yeah, you are, I guess. I guess you are. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Repercussions, there is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Freedom yeah. of speech. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Uh, we actually it. had a this conversation this weekend with a bunch of girls that they would rather be called the C word than bitch. Really? really? I well, think those girls are not speaking for a majority of women. Yeah, I don't think. That doesn't sound right at all. Unsubstantiated. I agree, uh, though. I agree with it. You agree with them? With that group that told yes, you that? Yes, yes. Really? I just don't think it's accurate, though. I think I would rather be called the C word yeah, than the B word. That's what I'm sure. thinking, too. Yeah. yeah. No way. No way. What do you mean, no way? For sure. We listen to how we say the C word. We're yeah. saying we, the C word. Yeah. We even say it. Uh, the we're not saying the B word. Well, that's because I don't want repercussions. That's why we're saying the it's C word. Exactly. That, exactly what you're saying is yes. why no, that no, word no, is. No, no, no. But, but he's talking about repercussions me, from you, not from everyone. Yeah, not from, oh, the world. from the world. But there would also be that. Yeah. Yeah, there's repercussions from the world. I don't well. think so. Not anymore. Yeah. Go tell Sally McAfee. Go, go, well, that's different. I'm not going to call her bitch. I think she wouldn't, she wouldn't mind that one you just said there. You toss around that punt word. Though. I playfully call my girlfriend the B word all the time. Careful, you know, in a playful manner. Well, if, yeah. I, if I'm like, if I try to do that with the C word, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to wake up. She's a transplant nurse. I'm going to wake up without a kidney. <laughs> a bunch of staples on my side. Ah. Well, I, I like to use the word, like the C word, not in we'll a, a, at somebody, you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. more like, hi, what's your name? Where are you calling from? What would you like to talk about, bitch? <laughs> I hope it's a girl. Well, uh, I, didn't hey, mean, hey, you didn't... I am Co- Colin Cunningham from... Uh, well, I'm living right now close to Chicago, suburbs of Chicago. Colin, I'll tell you what, you didn't deserve what you were just called there, but it was uh, <laughs> literally right on cue for a conversation. Co- <laughs> is this number only working Let's a go, little Let's go, Cuzzy. 
Colin, what uh, <laughs> what do you do in Chicago? Uh, I'm working for the Schaumburg Boomers. Actually, they're in the Frontier League. Uh, nice. They actually play your uh, your team up there in Washington. You know, we almost won the championship. We're just one game short next <laughs> yeah. year. This you know, offseason, we're going to really button. It. I did see that. Yeah, we're going to button some stuff up this offseason. We're going to come back with a whole new fucking squad. We'll move Pat to center. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. Well, how no, many, I'm actually, I actually work. What that? How many games are in the Frontier League season? Oh, fuck. Uh, there's 48 home games, so what's that mean? 96? Jeez. I think. Wow. Yep. 96. Man. Uh, yeah. So, there's, you know, baseball's a long, it's a long sport. Yeah. But are they there three game series? In the playoffs? Uh, yeah, for like you road trip? To, I think they're, they're random. I think there's like two, and then some ring, there's four home series at some time. Huh. Hmm. That's a lot of bus trips. Teams. Yeah, you guys ride buses the whole time? Well, yeah, they do. Um, I don't travel with the team. Oh, um, let's get you better, yeah, bud. What do we need to do? We need to swing the bat harder? Um, we need to throw the ball further? We need to catch a little better? Maybe yeah, a little bit better I, chirping in, in the uh, bullpen? We we got some chirpers in here. Dick's yeah. a oh, yeah. professional yeah. chirper. Dick, show them that chirper. Hey, see that? You probably you even drop in there one at Bark! You buy that in there? Now you're now you're in the bullpen. Now you're in the the what? No kidding. I think I could be a bullpen catcher, though. Circle. The, uh, um, the dugout. Yep. Oh, nope. You're on the dugout. I do have a hot take, though, Pat. Writing it Let's down. Do it. Colin from Chicago, oh. the guy that doesn't travel yeah. with the Frontier League but works for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think you're going to like this. I don't think uh, Ty Schmidt's going to like this. Oh, no. But my hot take, I don't think the Packers are going to win, be in the playoffs for the next three years. Oh, oh my shit. God. Aaron Rodgers and God. the Packers are playoff list. That's that's a that's a hot take right there. Why yeah. do you think that? Because the Chicago Bears are so good right now. Well, that too, and I'm a Vikings fan too, so it's obviously biased. Um, but I don't think Rodgers. I don't think they have a good team. I mean, it's just Rodgers, and then all these no-name guys. Are you saying that Aaron huh. Rodgers isn't a good football player? No, oh. I'm saying Rodgers is probably the best quarterback in the league. But Whoa. the other 52 guys, <laughs> easy. Go on, sorry, uh, New England Patriots fan, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, new, yeah, Boston, Connor, Tom Brady. How Don't listen do. to him; he's dead. Yeah, the, the Patriots <laughs> have lost more games in a row than the fucking Vikings or the Packers. I think Ugh. that's that's true. Yeah, we no, lose five games in the whole fucking world. The Packers, as of all, Pat. Oh, two in a row. <laughs> what's your what's your opinion i don't know if you know the packers partner i don't know his name something ryan i think jk jk scott, scott. Yeah. Close, though. Yeah, yeah 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 that guy he's yeah. the only punter in the league that doesn't uh jump or extend his uh non-kicking leg or whatever how is that a thing i don't know if he's the only one i think there's a couple guys that potentially is, okay. uh, <clears throat> yeah that stay planted when that's because their legs are so long and they're so flexible they don't have to jump to get the extension they're able to do it just so by those, Swinging okay. the leg, yeah. I had to jump very high because I can't touch my fucking toes. So I had to get the ball. I had to <laughs> yeah. jump for it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a wildly so, hot so take by you. The, those, okay. Yeah, that, yeah well, I'm not I was just curious about that because when the, the Vikings, Vikings the Packers, they talked about that. I'm like, what if the Vikings are? What if the Vikings are good at football all of a sudden though? They fired that head, that offensive coordinator, see, yeah. and they put up forty-one. The corner, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of points. They put up forty-one, yeah, forty-one points. And uh, Dalvin 41. Cook, Dalvin yeah. Cook was back in the game. Yeah, yeah he's finally coming back. He hey, I appreciate your call, yeah, Colin. You're the man. He was injured the whole first half. Go Vikings. Okay, but 
the um, the Vikings looked good though. They they and I think that type of thing refreshes the team. A little bit of a change from the norm where you got the same thing, you got same meeting, same coach, same this, same this, and it start you get into a rut. You have no clue what to do. Just a little fresh, a little shake up a little bit. Shake up the house a little bit. It's just like you're coming into a new workplace. There's a new voice in the meeting. There's a new walkthrough style maybe. There's a new thing. I think that helps a lot. I think it helped with Vikings. I think it helped with Nick Foles. I think it helped out a lot with Nick Foles. Does that make everybody else kind of look around and say, hey, we all need to step up individually here if they're getting rid of coaches? I think there is like a a maybe a straighten up, like let's tighten up maybe because you kind of get in that lame duck situation, right? Whenever you know somebody's going to get fired, it becomes a lame duck situation where it's like, okay, we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. That's why I don't mind the midseason fires because most of the coaches who've coached in the NFL have probably been fired a good 10 to 20 times in their lives, so Mm -hmm. they've experienced it before. That's the way the business is. But whenever you do it midseason, it can offer like a fucking – like a nice refresher for the team. Like, like, okay, everybody get get back on course here. Let's let's recenter everything basically around a new vision. I I, do, I like the move. I like the move. The Aaron Rodgers one, they didn't bring I mean Philbin's good. Philbin's good, but if you bring in like an offensive mastermind, that right. that uh, that's gonna take an off season. Do you dump the whole playbook? Like the whole offensive playbook, or do you keep the same and just add a couple plays? Same. I think they would have Aaron Rodgers. They're going to go to Aaron Rodgers' offense as opposed to right, a new right. offense for gotcha. Aaron Rodgers. But if it was any other quarterback, I'm the I don't think the offense coordinator would be scared to bring in their own guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bring in a quarterback that knows it. That's why Sanchez gets these gigs because he knows the offenses, so right. he gets to go there. In the Vikings situation, when they fire the offensive coach, mm-hmm. the defense for the Vikings. I mean, they had nine sacks. They let up ten points. When you Dolphins fire the, the, I mean, <laughs> they just beat us. So when when that's what he was. Saying, when you yeah. fire the <laughs> offensive coach, they lost. Does the, the defense usually step up or vice versa? Steelers lost to the Raiders. Dolphins are the Dolphins are one and six on the road now. They, but I don't want to tie the Dolphins. I'm still very not over the Miami special now. Miami Miracle. You were saying was. something, by the way. The if if you fire the offensive coach, does yeah. the defense as a unit say, "Hey, who cares what they're doing? We need to go out and have a game." And like, does that happen really? I don't know about that. I think the whole team. I think it's a whole team thing. I don't know if specific sides. Like if the defensive coordinator gets fired. I'm not sure the offense is going to play harder. To be honest, the offense might be like, oh, thank God, like it's about time. We've been fucking balling. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if it's like the other way, because everybody has to remember the offense practices with the offense and meets with the offense and talks with the offense. And the defense meets with the defense and practices with the defense and talks with the defense. The only time they come together are team meetings and special teams meetings. Everything other than that, they're competing against each other. It's like two, it's literally two different units two inside teams, of a yeah. thing. So they both got their own shit to handle. But they're at the end, you're together. Obviously, you want your guys to win and your guys to lose. But it's easy to see why situations like Jalen Ramsey, and Blake Bortles happen, Richard Sherman, Russell Wilson, whenever you can tell there's a big personality on the defensive side of the ball and they're paying big money the offensive side of the ball because the only time they come together is seven-on-seven team events. I'm sure there was a lot of shit being talked about Russell Wilson and about Blake Bortles by that defense because they're basically two different teams. You come together in a special teams room. We don't know each other's names. Okay, we block for punts. We never played punt team before. But then other than that, you're separate basically the whole time. Cornhole, you come together. Get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Ping pong, same thing. Dice <laughs> games. Dice games will bring some people together from opposite sides, but uh, mostly it's all uh it makes sense. DBs yeah. eat with mm-hmm. the DBs too. Like that's just the way it goes. Everybody they're on their own little unit. It's, huh. it's a pretty interesting little thing. That it's a pretty interesting little culture inside of It's like two teams. That's why like. I remember the Titans is probably the most popular football movie amongst football players, if I had to guess. Because uh-huh. that is a very 
that's a real thing. Like mm-hmm. people, there's a linebackers table, like that. Yeah, you like don't Gary see Bertier? Yeah, you you don't. Yeah, there's it's not linebackers. Like this is a defensive. This is a defensive table. A defensive table. Stuff like that. Yeah, you see a lot of black dudes sitting alone with no white people there. I would love. Going into that table, Walk just right sitting up. right in. There. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? Too? What are we talking about? <laughs> outside the locker room, there's so little... friend wise too. Like you just become friends with people on the defense. Yeah, you offense. become friends with people you hang out with. So probably in your position group the most. But outside the locker room, guys aren't hanging out much because guys don't go out much mm-hmm. nowadays. Nobody goes out anymore mm-hmm. except yeah. for like a position group dinner or something like that where mm-hmm. people go out. You don't really see people out much. Those dice games bring people together, <laughs> <laughs> and they banned them. They banned him. In all of NFL? Yeah, they banned him in all the NFL after um, what's-his-face from basketball showed up with two guns. Yeah, I was going to say. No, Gil- it wasn't Gilbert Arenas. Oh. Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. Yeah. It was a gambling debt for like 100000 yep. He showed up with two guns. In the locker room. So then every everybody panicked, and they were like, hey, no more gambling in the locker room. Did you see what happened with Gilbert Arenas? And I was like, yeah, but that's really the only time you get this whole team. <laughs> yeah. so, hey, I, I understand what you're saying, and I don't want that either, but it's the only time the whole team is really together. And yeah. chirping each other. It's pretty cool. It's always one guy ruins it for <laughs> every Gilbert hey, Arenas. He's making so much money, too. Yeah. So, so much, much money. Gilbert Arenas ruined it for the NFL, yeah. too. It's unbelievable. One guy brings a gun. Two guns. Two guns. <laughs> one, one guy, guy brings, brings two, two guns. guns. <laughs> Dude, just dice. A dice game breaking down on the floor is the it's the best time ever. It is. Oh, it's kind of like a cockfight almost. You know, you're all jumping around, <laughs> yeah. yelling shit. Taking yeah. It really is yeah. the best. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, we had some guys who were some entertaining rollers. <laughs> entertaining rollers. I, some very athletic. Spice Adams just did a video the other day of all the different rollers, uh-huh. and he went through like seven or eight of them, and he, he was spot on. It's a, <laughs> it is a full show in those things, and it got banned because Gilbert Arenas brings guns. Wait, Damn Todd, it. you guys did this in the police locker room too? No, no. <laughs> just me and my friends. It was a big thing with me and my friends. We would break huh. out at a bar, like my buddy owned a bar, uh-huh. and we'd be there after hours, after it closed, and just to, to, uh, break out by the pool table. This guy's running nice. a gambling ring. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was a different time. Yeah, different yeah. time. Was, different was. time. Good calls today.